You're listening to the Action Figure Blues Podcast, episode number 372, brought to you by Apple Music, Audible, and ActionFigureBlues.com. I'm Scotty, and with me tonight are... Ben, John, and Eddie. Tonight, our Toys of the Week are the latest DC three and three-quarter releases from Spin Masters and the Storm Collectibles Injustice 2 Bane 112th action figure, and our discussion topic is a toy breakdown of the Hasbro Marvel Legends Sugar Man Wave. Gentlemen, how are we all? Hello. Hey. 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 Fine. Um. So, Eddie, I'm gonna mm-hmm. start with you with the how are you and what new things have you got, and I'm starting with you as my fellow Melbourneian, so that we can commiserate together on being locked down again. Yeah. Yeah. It's um not not good uh, in a lot of ways. Um. But uh, as someone who was uh back on the essential workers list and uh, back out there uh, working with the public. I'm kind of not surprised we're back where we are uh, from what I was seeing uh, out there. And so, yeah, Um, but uh, hopefully um, we've sort of learnt away from the the first lockdown. And uh, I know like my work and team is a bit more ready this time. We sort of know what to expect and what we can do, what we can't do and all that sort of stuff. So it's not, not feel even though our this lockdown for Melbourne is arguably more serious this time. Uh, the actual like idea of being in lockdown, um, we're all a bit more comfortable with. If that sort of is a nice silver lining. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We've done we've done this before, so we, it's very low impact for me because I work from home, and uh, they've just announced today that the. Uh, remote learning is going to happen for the first four weeks of term for everyone but year 11 and 12 and my um, only school age remaining child is year 11 so you know that's I'm happy for her because she did find remote learning hard the school did a fantastic job it's just her own you know kind of personality but yeah it does it's it just feel felt real the other day when everything kind of kind of pulled back a bit just that being backwards so um Besides, besides that, how are you? And then, what, uh, what have you acquired in the toy and collectible area this week that might be noteworthy for us and for our list? Yeah, so I, I've been uh, good. I'm uh, using this uh, new lockdown time to uh, experiment around and do some stuff on YouTube. Um, because I don't think any other action figure collector has thought of doing YouTube reviews before. So <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling like I'm breaking. Yeah, some yeah. new ground uh, here. But uh, Make sure that uh, it's they're actually... like 30 minutes long, that you get <laughs> your hand in the way of most of the shots. And yeah. um... Why isn't this focusing? I'm just going to wiggle my fingers more in front of the camera. <laughs> <laughs> that helps. Um, I, I, I feel personally attacked. <laughs> good the, um, good oh thanks <laughs> the uh it's it's mainly uh my so like uh with the theater company that i also do work for we're uh trying to work out what we're gonna do uh with lockdown since we can't pack uh, people in so uh the the main thing is to do some video work and upload stuff and no one knows how to edit so um it's more me just building up my skills uh so i can help out there and a fun way of doing it on the side but that uh ties in uh 
uh, with what I've got uh, because I did get my Hasbro six inch Ghostbuster figures in the cool. uh, Plasma series. So I chucked up a review uh, on the channel and uh, some of the Black Widow uh, exclusives, the Deadly Origins white suit and uh, the sort of 90s gray uniform with the jacket and uh, some new Star Wars black. I got half of that wave, so the Battle Droid, Plo Kloon and uh, Anakin. And Ben has very uh, graciously said he'll look out for the other half of the wave for me since uh, <laughs> we're not moving anywhere. Who are you missing again? Uh, Obi-Wan and Kit Fisto. Cool. Are the cool, two cool. that I still need to yep. uh, track down. Look, I looked and... today in a couple of places for you while I was out gathering essential supplies. And um, I didn't need but I will try. But only when I venture out. And uh, what was the uh, oh, and uh, should be arriving uh, this week. I have uh, I picked up for the first time in a long time some wrestling figures, uh, which were the WWE Ghostbuster wave. Um, they've for some reason, even though they came out like a year ago in the states, just started hitting Australian retail. Uh, so I grabbed some of them and a uh, Super Seven uh, Earth Day uh, Toxic Crusader figure uh which should be coming um some point in the week too so yeah some some cool stuff very very good very very good uh let's keep it um on the same continent for a moment and go to ben how are you good sir and Hello. what have you hunted and gathered in these trying times oh well eddie stole some of my thunder i got my hasbro yeah got my hasbro's Star Wars Black um, Plo Koon, Dooku's, you know, et cetera, et cetera, wave, which was actually kind of nice. My local uh, pop culture outlet of choice has actually been really consistent with uh, both Marvel Legends and Star Wars Black. They've been doing really, really well. And what's really fortunate is it's in a uh, Westfield, uh, which I don't know if yeah. they had Westfield in the US today and own mm, most of the malls. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't sound They're one of those companies that own all the malls, etc. Yeah. But um, I uh, hadn't been and had a, I hadn't had a look at my credit card reward points in quite some time. I got one of those, you know, reward systems, and I was quite blown away by just how many points I had. So I exchanged it for um, a bunch of fifty dollar gift cards, and so every wave that comes in, I use that um, to bring the price down. So that's actually been quite nice. Um, I also got my Stanley, Marvel Legends Stanley, and oh, secondhand, I picked up a Spymaster from uh, the latest Black Widow wave because it's the only figure that I actually wanted. So it was nice not to have to, you know, buy the whole thing at retail, which was you good. You don't want to build a figure? Oh, very much so. Very much so. Okay. I just don't want every, every other figure in the wave, basically. So that's uh, one I'll just I'll keep an eye out for. Maybe I'll help you with that. Oh, oh, and of course I completely forgot. I also got my Super 7 Conan the Barbarian figure. Thank oh, we you. haven't talked about that? Well, I don't know. Have we? I don't, I don't think we actually. I don't think we have. I don't think yeah. we have. you go. Keep. No, well, no, Eddie contacted me about 14 years ago and said, um, I'm putting in a Super 7 order. Do you Come want on, the Conan Eddie the Barbarian? Come on, Eddie was born 14 years ago. <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> and I said, sure. And uh, he put in the order, and I think we both completely forgot about our orders. And um, was it, were they due this time last year or something? Uh, so it was around. Um, 
sort of it was meant to be around November last year they were due to come out because it was the exact same uh, order and that was part of me reaching out to you was because I was also ordering the He-Man movie stuff so getting it yep. the idea was to get it all shipped in the one um, shipment and it would work out a hell of a lot cheaper um, in terms of getting it posted uh, yep. and luckily they still honoured the group shipping price even you know I wasn't charged anything extra or that even though they shipped uh, months after those He-Man figures yeah. Uh, came out, which apparently, so the, they had the order come in and then there was an issue and they had to send the entire order back to the factory. And apparently it was something to do with the packaging. So, uh, it, which leads to believe, you know, we've just had like that Luke Skywalker come out with a spelling issue and that, um, yeah. it's, you yeah. know, things aren't that big of a deal. So it, it's assumed that there was some, level of copyright or something on their miss that was actually like a big enough issue that they were willing to send all these back and be opened mm. up and repackaged and sent back out, which uh, wouldn't have been cheap. But the funny thing is uh, for us here in Australia, Conan is actually in public domain. So <laughs> any that copyright back and forth didn't actually matter to us mm. Uh, mm. here. Mm. But um, they were nice enough at least to include some new accessories because of the delay. Um, which is a good thing if there is going to be uh, some uh, issues with that to get a little bonus in there of uh, a bloody sword and spear. Yeah. Uh, it was a nice little addition. Yeah. No, it was um, muchly appreciated. But that rounds it out for me. Excellent. Cool. So hmm. let's go to our overseas correspondent, uh, John. Uh, what's it like for you over there? And have you been able to collect anything besides uh, election campaign badges? Actually, early? there's okay. yeah, it's too early for that. Too I, early. Okay. Then with everything else going on, just people aren't talking about that. It's kind of a weird, weird year that way, because normally they would have. Yeah, I would have thought they would have started by now. So, um, it's actually summer here, you know. So uh-huh. it's fairly, fairly warm. It was ninety-five something, you know, mostly this last week. So it's been fairly warm, and my AC went out. So. Um, mm. Yeah, so Monday I took the day off and I was working on it. And during the time I was working on it, apparently I found out on Tuesday that um, I got some poison ivy. So, oh, ooh, sorry, that's ouch. terrible. Yeah. That's terrible. And, you know, it's one of those things that you don't realize it when you're doing it. And you do things like scratch your leg and scratch your face and scratch your arm. And pretty soon you have poison ivy as long everywhere. As you your pants on. Yeah, well, there's there's reasons that, you know, that, that you... <laughs> oh, no. You sometimes get it there too. So, um, yeah. So that's, Man. that's my main, you know, that's your news. You, you got, yeah, that's, that's my what news. you, what you collected this week was a irritating. Sc- I, actually, I, uh, picked up Duke and Scarlet from the GI Joe line. I finally saw them in the store. So I picked them up. Huzzah! So, hey. And, and I think I like the Duke more than I like the Scarlet, but that's just uh, the, 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 so Duke is, the Duke is the, uh, MVP for me. So I'm not, uh, not shocked there. Yeah. So, what about, what about you, Sky? You pick um, up anything this week? I sure did. I poison have been Ivy? Waiting. No, no, no Poison Ivy. That, that's one thing that I, – I I don't think we have that in Australia, do we? No, no, we don't have that. We don't have Deadly Nightshade. Poison, that kind mm. of um, – what, what is it? The metal – nettles? Thistle? Mm. There's some horrible things that will – Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I don't know that that's actually – Plenty of sharp stuff. 
Yeah. I I remember we had poison the couple of times that I had that. It was horrible, horrible. Um, So no, my acquisitions, I got the uh, Sideshow premium format John Stewart Lantern, um, which uh, is quite lovely. um, And I'm sure will be spoken about somewhere at Mm. some point. I also had a bit of a wah-wah. I have mentioned before a number of times that I've been going back and collecting all of the DC collectibles slash DC direct artist out because I've decided I really like them. And one of the ones that I, lines I found harder to track down are the, I'm probably going to butcher this, but Show Mirage or Show Marais um, line, which is Catwoman, Poison Ivy, Harley Quinn, Batgirl in this really groovy Asian sort of black and white um, uh, sculpt. And I managed to find, I have not been able to find a Harley anywhere, and I can probably live without her, but the the Batgirl was the one that I really um, have been chasing, and I finally found one from a U.S. seller that wouldn't ship to Australia, And but the, the original price was really good, so I used Shopmate, the Australian... Australia Post service where you can send things to a U.S. address and then they charge you an arm, a leg, and a promise <laughs> of your next-born child to send it to mm-hmm. you. But it's you know still compared to eBay prices, it still worked out better. But when it arrived, it had the dreaded "opened by customs" sticker on it, and when I opened it up, there's a big gash in the box. Um, which nice. you know, it's not the end of the world, but it's just like, and, and it's and it was right on what was the on the scene because it obviously cut it open, stabbed the box, and then taped it up again. Um, so that's irritating, and of course they yes. give zero, you know, what's about it. So yeah, that, I mean, and you've got no comeback either. They no. can basically do as they please. Yeah, you know, because it's not it's not Australia Post's fault. It's not. Shopmate's fault. It's not the seller's fault. And yeah, I just was like, and then of course, I, yeah, like I said, it's not the end of the world. It's just it it it. But the thing itself is lovely, and I've got it on display, and I'll I will. And then I also picked up some new DC Spin Masters things that I'm going to be talking about, yeah. and probably that I really <laughs> can't see because it's not right in front of me, and I have the memory of a goldfish. <laughs> <laughs> 31 while we leave. So are you saying you've got like a dead goldfish there and it's its memory living on? Is that what? What? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. The That's it. That's good. So we have got a number of different things to um, talk about tonight. But before we do, um, one thing that I did want to just mention in terms of toy news is that we have seen the HasLabs crowdfunding of uh, – a honking big sentinel, which oh, has, has, <laughs> I was hoping you're going to say, you know, has anyone got any news? And I was going to say, I got 26 inches, baby. Oh, um. sorry. <laughs> 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 but yes, please, please continue. <laughs> yes, and uh, the has really just launched and funded. So. Uh, thoughts, questions, comments. I will just uh, all I will. By the time this, really, you're not allowed to call yourself a, the, or at least not a, a mar- but as Ben said before, this is a 26 inch, um, pretty darn comic accurate looking uh, Sentinel that uh, is can be yours for mm-hmm. 300 dollars US. 
uh, plus then whatever the heck it's thoughts, well, questions, comments, concerns. I, I was just disappointed that um, that you know Hasbro obviously still have things in place with international distribution, so it's not open to uh, US, uh, to, uh, open to non-US buyers. So you have to have a yeah, I, I'm holding off on that just because uh, other HasLab things have come out through other retailers here. Oh, so yeah. Yeah, in yeah. particular, like uh, the Unicron for Transformers Siege uh, was up at Zing uh, for order. Yeah. And Zing generally doesn't post over the weekend. I don't think EB Games are too concerned with um, mm. all the fans online worrying about uh, when things will be available. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't be shocked in... Um, a couple of days if we see it pop up on the uh, Zing website. I hope so. Like, I mean, they did mention they were trying to work with international partners, but uh, I find it really frustrating that you know Hasbro Australia is probably the most likely blocker um, in that you can't order directly from Hasbro if you've got a non-US address. Even Canadians um, are not allowed. So, you know, that's really kind of frustrating. And Hasbro Australia have proven time and time again that they're useless. So we really are dependent on... Um, either the kindness of others or, you know, some sort of third-party distribution working it's, out. But, I, yeah. It's, it's already up for pre-order at Big Bad. It's not cheap either. They've obviously taken full advantage of the market. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to wait for, see if Zing or Pop Culture, uh, I think Pop Culture had the barge, mm, the sale mm. barge. But, yeah, I'm going to wait because at least ordering through them, you're not sort of paying the larger shipping costs they're getting, you know, an order yeah. coming through and then it's, uh, split through uh, oh, there, yeah. so I'm not. And there's all of, all those benefits of if there's something wrong with it, you can contact them, etc. But yeah. I actually think the piece is amazing. Like this is clearly you know one of the world's worst kept secrets in the toy industry. Um, <laughs> like it's saying, well, gee, gosh, it's the, you know the the options are few and far between. It's either a you know a, a blackbird or something like that. But I think we knew it was going to be the Sentinel. But um, I mean, yes, it, it looks astonishing, and I thought the addition of a six inch bastion figure was was pretty amazing as well yeah that, um, that was my favorite piece um yeah uh, the news that i wasn't sort of expecting as part of it because as you said everything else i was sort of so expecting it that seeing how nuts the internet's gone over this thing yeah. i was just kind of like we, we we knew we knew this this is yeah and yeah. being that um has labs is you know very much works on the, the you know the crowdfunding um concept the way kickstarter does uh, we've already seen they needed 6,000 for it to go um, into production, which they've surpassed, and then 7,000 to reach the first stretch goal, which has also been exceeded. Um, and that first stretch goal was the uh, swap-out master mould head, mm-hmm. which I think is darn awesome. Yeah. How, how much was the sail barge? Wasn't so, it in that same I, price range? I, th- I want to say it was around 500 Oh, US okay. maybe, oh, but I could be completely wrong on that because, to be honest, I didn't pay uh, much attention uh, to what was going. On. I think Unicron might have been around the three fifty, mm. maybe four on that. But yeah, okay, Not- yeah. I, it just seems like this doesn't have as much engineering in it for the price. That's that's my only comment there. Yeah, well, it's I- fully articulated. And it is. Um, he does have light up eyes, light up chest. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so do I after yeah, a few days. Components. Oh, gonna take that into I'm in now. Made a circuit of lights to <laughs> I think that um you know, this is obviously uh, a 
expensive collection, but it is something I know that I will definitely be following closely. I like Eddie said. I think the chances of Icon um, Orzing between between the two of them, one of them getting this, is pretty strong. And yeah. it's worth it's worth the wait simply to not have to absorb whatever sort of shipping. You know, like for example, I could order it through my shopmate address, and I reckon I would end up paying as much in postage just so much for the thing. Oh, because, absolutely, yeah. Because they, yeah. Uh, they, I don't understand how they work out their their shipping. You know, it 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 is just bonkers. It's a, it's extortion. I, I only ever use yeah. it when there's no other option. I think retailers here benefit from the uh, container shipping, sure. in that they pay for a container and just load it up, and it works out, you know, to be um, proportional. You know, it's, it's a fraction of what it would be, mm-hmm. um, and, and that's the reason why we can get sideshow statues for a reasonable price. Reasonable yeah. price still. Whereas if we get it direct from Sideshow, the price has gone through the roof now. So I'm really excited for this. And I'm hoping that for those people who can afford it, the swap out Master Mold Head um, is enough to push people to perhaps get two so that they can display one Sentinel, one Master Mold. And then, um, you know, that again pushes up the number of pledges, you know, into that next bracket. So people are already starting to... Um, you know, take guesses at what the next tier could actually be. So, you know, it's actually quite exciting watching it. Yeah, and I think that that is the stuff that is likely to bring more people in is the more that they unveil. I mean, the Bastion is obviously super cool, um, yeah. but, the, you know, what what else going to come that's going to make them more? Com- yeah. it, it's great. I mean, I, I love the crowdfunding concept. I do think that this is a, a great way to put the – um, you know, to to do something quite amazing that it would just be too hard to get the budget approval to do on spec, yep. but yep. to show like, hey, it, you know, and and I I think this is a um a really clever way to launch the Marvel side of this, um, and I could I would be happy to see that continue with some of the bigger concept and more ambitious things, but I agree with you, Ben, that in twenty twenty. Not having the international uh, sales stuff sorted out for some of this, just um, yeah. and cutting off a cutting, surely cutting off a huge chunk of the the market. Obviously, um, yeah. So that that's yeah, it has to hurt absolutely, absolutely. Uh, yeah, and yeah. some things you know, I'd, I'd be keen to see too. Not it doesn't always have to be mega budget stuff. It could be you know stuff that isn't as necessarily top of the range expensive but just things to put out there to go hey people buy this Um, well yeah i mean some of the most obvious things are uh, a larger and more um detailed fantastic car you know one that can actually fit the thing in it um you know with plenty of sort of pop-out bits and pieces maybe even a four-seater quinjet or something like that quinjet Um, would be cool yeah, so and I mean, like Blackbird would be good. Yeah, and I mean, with the Quinjet, you have four seats up the front, and then you know the back part of it is just like a storage area that you can put things, and uh, so you get a bit of size to it as well. Yes, yeah, spider buggy. Yeah, I don't know about that, but yeah. <laughs> then you can get a repaint as the Deadpool buggy. Yeah. Well, I, I'd like oh, to think. Oh, you know, oh um, uh, I would be the only person who would want this, but uh, <laughs> the the Moon Knight, like just plane that's just a crescent moon the copter yeah moon copter (laughs) well i mean if they can do you know the batwing in the batman animated range i don't think that's that unreasonable but i mean the obvious things this lends itself to uh is uh, an up-to-date galactus 
Mm. Um, I think is a, a rather obvious one going from there. I don't think there's probably enough love for something like um, uh, the Celestials, but you know certainly they could look at some of the, oh, you know, the, the cosmic see, beings. You say that, but like I guess it depends on how well Eternals does. It, it could be, you know, like a couple of years ago, who would have wanted a Rocket Raccoon, but now. <laughs> so I, I'm going to say never say never on the Celestials. Were the were the Celestials in the X Men animated series? No. Oh, there you go. You're, you're out. Oh well, I'm going to get mad here. Apocalypse was in it, and there's uh, ties with Apocalypse to Celestials, yeah, so yeah. we can trick the fandom into, um, you know, get. get... What about what? What about a danger room? Well, that's Ooh. right. Yeah, it doesn't actually have to be a vehicle. So yeah. Especially if it's modular and you can really go to town with it. No, Just clever. a really schlubby Peter Parker apartment with the sunroof. <laughs> right? Like, well, look, I, it comes with a Robbie think, Robinson roommate figure. That'd be great. You know, this is really the best avenue to getting something like the Punisher Battle Van as well. So that's uh, that's an obvious one. You know, make the the you know plain old black van, but have uh, various bits that pop out. Very cool. Well, we'll, we will follow this with interest and see both what other reveals happen and then also uh, for those of us playing the long game here to see how we can acquire it in Australia. We'll we'll keep you posted on that as well. Any other comments on this before we get started on some reviewing? He's good. He's good. Beautiful. We will take a short break and then we will come back and we're going to start reviewing toys. That's what we do here. <laughs> Your adventures of Harry Potter continue in the slime chamber. Imagine, Malfoy has trapped Harry. I've got you now, Potter. Guess again. Now, Ron, the slime chamber will take care of you. Ugh, I've been slimed. Try my red slime. Lumos, slime is more powerful in the dark, Malfoy. Next time, the slime chamber will get you. Slime chamber playset with glow-in-the-dark slime gel. You put it together, figure sells separately with colored slime. Well, a little while back, I did a review of some of the first three and three-quarter DC figures to come out from Spin Masters after taking over um, that part of the license from Mattel. And I enjoy these. And I have got some new ones, and John has got some new ones as well, and we each have different new ones, and so we thought that we would get together to each talk about the new figures that we have uh, acquired and what we think of them. And John, I'll let you go first and explain which ones you've gotten also, where you found them, and what distribution of these new ones is like. Okay. Um, I am only really getting the Batman ones, so I picked up two of the Batman. Um, I picked up Batwoman. And Killer Moth. And they also had the Joker there in his tuxedo, but I didn't pick him up. But, uh, you know, I'd seen them all together, basically. Have you got a Batman? I I have a Batman. I have a Batman from the first wave. So I've I've got Batman and Robin and uh, Killer Croc and Man Bat. So I've got a few of them. Um, But but Walmart's carrying these, and uh, I really haven't been anywhere else besides Walmart that's had them. But uh, that might just be me. But uh, they the, the Walmart seemed to carry them pretty plentifully, um, except for this wave. It's like they must have got one case, put it out, and it's gone now. So um, it was actually gone the next time I went back. So, uh, you know, I, I picked up my couple and somebody else must have snagged the rest of them. And, and so you, is Walmart's the only place that you've seen these 
around? I did. Or? I I did see. Um, I, and, and this is kind of strange because I've only seen the ones you have, the, the DC, what are they justice league or are they It's heroes unite? Yeah. I've only seen that line once and it was like a single Superman figure <laughs> and that was at a Meyer here. So Walmart doesn't seem to have those. At least my Walmarts don't seem to have those right now. Huh. So I have got the heroes unite Aquaman. Wonder Woman and Lex Luthor. And I am looking here at the packing that came with it, which shows the kind of figures that are, I guess, in the wave, quote unquote. And it includes Shazam as well, although he came out earlier and I, I had him already. And it also includes Superman, who did come out in the previous release as well. Um, the, the, both the Heroes Unite and the Batman Wave have been pretty available here in Australia at a number of the different bigger retailers, Kmart, Target, um, etc., plus our Toy World uh, and Toy Mate uh, franchises, sorry. So they've been pretty easy to find. The last time, but, but people seem to be getting one or the other. They're either getting the Batman one or the Heroes mm. United one, not both. So uh, the the Heroes United... Oh, maybe that's not... The Heroes United one, the new ones, Lex, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, are, are everywhere here at the moment. I haven't seen the new Batman figures yet, no Batwoman, um, Killer Moth, etc. So we, we have worked out quite well in our various acquisitions to be <clears> able to talk about the new ones that have come out. Now, have you seen the two-packs at all yet? Nope. Okay. Have you? No, I saw somebody post a picture online, and that's why I was asking. Uh, so, because I think the, there's a Black Manta Aquaman yeah. two pack. So, yes. Yeah, so there's a. It, this it's actually on the pack in that I've got here, both a Superman versus Dark Side and a Aquaman versus Black Manta two packs. And at the moment, it would seem at least that those other figures are only in the two packs. So, hoping that they. Um, I'll I'll have to stock the awkward one online soon if it doesn't come out because obviously he's a a must um, for me. Uh, something that I I'm, found I'm, interesting. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I'm hoping that maybe those are repaints too. That they're a little bit different. So maybe yeah. your Aquaman will be a little slightly different. Yeah. Well, now something I found interesting was that in these, and if we talk about the packaging, um, I, I really like this the size of these, like they're little kind of squarey. Um, things that, you know, they don't take up mountains of space. I think they're a great, um, something that a mom and dad might grab for a kid. Well, the first ones I opened, I got to say that I didn't follow the little one and two, so I didn't open them correctly. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, just yeah, kind of yeah. ripped it open. But if you really do the little, you know, pull the little tab and open it up like a book and then, you know, pull out the little drawers, it's it's kind of fun, you know, yeah. the, the way of packaging. I was I was really surprised. It, it's it's actually really well done. And then that blister really kind of just pops off then from the inside out. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It's I clever. It's clever. It, it, I think it needs a tiny little bit more either instruction or, or start here or whatever to discover that because I did rip the first ones open and then realize, oh, much less messily. So they've, they've um, it, it's it's actually quite clever. Now I'll talk later about the etc. Um, but it is you know it's it's fun. And what what I tend to do with these you know retail lines is I always keep a a, a carded Aquaman like I've got you know different mm. Justice League ones and some of the other ones etc. And you know it's not going to take up mountains of space. It's 
Um, so, you know, I think that's, that, that is super fun. Um, the, the one thing that I do, I guess, have a bit of a concern about is packaging wise, when you do open those different drawers for the little extras, there's a, there's a whole other plastic tray in there as well. Like, so, um, Mm. that I kind of feel like you could almost do it without they could have done that just with cardboard um in a sense and just save another little plastic so that thing that see i was thinking the first batman ones were cardboard because uh i actually opened them from the bottom and then slid them out and there was actually like three little you're right lidless boxes in there you're right yeah now now something that i noticed about is that when most of these have come out they've had a little first edition emblem on them so like yeah. the first version of this character and if you know, if you see the the heroes united ones the superman doesn't have that because he's come out before mm. but aquaman doesn't have it either so interesting yes because mine so do I'm like, well yeah yeah well i was like well where 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 was the first edition aquaman i know that he was actually on the insert for the earlier heroes you know then in says i don't know or maybe the first i have no idea so i just thought that was a bit of a like huh That's, not quite yeah that is strange get that okay well why don't you talk about your batman people my batman people. people um well, well we'll start with batwoman you know and you got to think that they thought oh there's a tv show coming this is a good one to start with because this is the uh, is it kate kane is that right Yep. The, the red, the red hair character one. that's not going to be in it anymore uh, see, because the actress left. And yeah, yeah. Um, I, I have to be honest. I'm not real familiar, even with the Batman reading I've done with with Batwoman or really mm-hmm. Killer Moth. Um, but uh, you know, I, 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 this the Batwoman is so striking and designed with the yep. red and the black. I had to pick her up. So um, not a lot of paint. Um, but this is the first female figure I have. I do you have a Wonder Woman? Maybe I do now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I don't know and, which came first. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I actually was pretty impressed because I almost think the proportions of her are more realistic mm-hmm. than than some of the male figures have been. Like the 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 Batman seems kind of chunky to me, but but she doesn't. She's actually smaller than Robin, which is which is strange. But uh, um, the, the thing that's impressed me, and the the reason I kept getting these is uh, the first two I got were Batman and killer croc i want to say or man bat was just the detail in them and 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 that's continued on here you know i mean you could make a a plain bodysuit but you've still got the little um like the bats on the top of the boots and and there's actually texture and and panel lines and stuff in her costume so Mm. um you know that uh to me that kind of makes up for it um you know they they haven't painted all of that stuff but it's, it's definitely there um you know, you don't kind of when she's on the peg, you kind of look at it and go, oh, OK, yeah, that's Batwoman. But then when you like kick her out of the package, you realize, yeah, there's some little like other insert panels and stuff sculpted in that, that you don't see as obvious, you know, right away. Yep. Um, she still has the same kind of I'm not going to say half cape, but it's still that narrow um, cape that that Batman and, and Robin have shared. Um, you know, obviously her bat symbols a little more different. Um it's kind of more angular and, and, and stretched out a bit, but um, she she has red on her lips, so she's got lipstick on. And then um, something that really kind of stood out to me was on her face. Um, she's actually got like little black prongs sticking down from her mask in oh, black. Wow. 
nice. so um yeah so it, it, there like i said there's some detail here that you wouldn't expect for a well a nine dollar u.s figure so um the hair is a bit limiting but it, it it's definitely there it's it's bright red um and uh you know it, it has that kind of poofy disheveled look that she has so um yeah. the ears kind of sticking up from one location and then you know the, the hair kind of comes over and, and goes over her shoulders um the way her gloves are sculpted i swear every time i pick her up that her wrists are articulated but they're not yeah. so you know she's um you know it's just one of those things you look at it, it looks like they could move but they don't so um that that kind of surprised me hmm. um probably my only downside for her um because she is a neat figure like i said she's a little more proportional i think um than than some of the other male figures have been but her thighs have a a panel and it's kind of hard to determine like like when i was playing around posing her where that panel goes it actually goes on the inside of her thigh um kind of like a stretch so if you she was Uh kicking or something it's probably like a stretch panel um and uh I had it like completely turned around the other way just because of the way it was sculpted. I was like, is it go on the inside? Does it go on the outside? Does it go on the inside? And I kind of had to sit down and really look to see where that, that top hip joint kind of, um, falls to, um, you know, figure out where it goes. So, huh. yeah, but, but I got to figure it out eventually. I'm looking at my wonder woman and I kind of understand what you mean. It is a little bit of an oddly shaped piece relative to the um, like upper thigh uh, hip piece that it plugs into. It yeah. doesn't kind of feel like it goes. It doesn't have a lot of shape to it. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, we had a comment on, I noticed when you posted these from someone on our collector group, a bit kind of saying that they felt like the females in this line had been skimped on. And I... I I wonder what you thought about that because I'm really impressed with the level of detail on this Wonder Woman. Yeah, I, uh, I don't, I, I'm at least for Batwoman. I'm, I'm cool with it. Now she isn't, you know, as collectors. I'm, I'm going to be crude here, but you know, most women tend to have big boobs. You know, just putting it out there, um, and she definitely isn't sculpted. She isn't sculpted that way. You know, no. she's sculpted as a. I, oh, I think that's a more not real. What they meant by skimping, that would be gross. Come well, on, no, I, no, I, I think. She's not like a muscular, overly exaggerated, you know, female figure. She's like a ath- athletic is what I used, you know, is what she looks like okay, to me. Yeah. More of an athletic body type, um, you know, and, and that can look different to different people. So, yeah. you know, she doesn't she doesn't have the curves. I'll, I'll put it that way. Hmm. I, I think that this poster was talking about detail or articulation, and I I didn't quite – get that because they've got the same kind of number of joints, etc., as the male figures and, uh, detail. Yeah. Okay, cool. So that's better. I'm definitely looking forward to, um, getting her when out, uh, in Australia for sure. Yeah. She's pretty cool. She's pretty cool. So well, why don't you talk about, you said you are, you going to talk about Wonder Woman? I'll talk about Wonder Woman. Yeah. We'll look, okay. um, well, why don't you so, just go ahead and do that since we're, I sure will. Oh wait, about what about her things? little inclusions? Oh, um, she has a Batman chest armor, which I think I already have. It's in silver. Um, and then two climby sticks. I don't know what those are. If climby Ben was still sticks. here. He t- there's a ninja <laughs> Oh, no, it's the, claw it's the two of us. We're not good at the... Um... The, the ninja weapons. Um, and I cannot for the life of me... Oh, she has a grapple gun. That's like a big oversized grapple gun that I just immediately forgot about. So 
Very good. All right. I will, <coughs> excuse me. I will talk about Wonder Woman. Um, so this is from the Heroes Unite line. And I, I, first of all, I'm really impressed that we've gotten two female, our first two female figures in the line, and neither of them are Harley. Um, that's as someone who would have Harley. I'm sure she's coming in her break. Um, this is a really lovely three and three quarter scale Wonder Woman. Um, I really like the, the fact that these are realistically proportioned and not the giant breasted, uh, if, if you recall the Marvel Universe three and three quarter line, which I'm a very big fan of, uh, the, the one thing that really drove me crazy about the female figures in that line was that they had these giant breasts that just looked ridiculous, right? Like, um, so this is a, a svelte um, Wonder Woman. Um, what I love about this, as well as, the, you know, that it's a decent amount of articulation for a low end of the line three and three quarter figure. We've got shoulder and sh- shoulder and elbow. Um, we've got the, the, the hip swivels and knees. Um, and, you know, you, obviously the next upgrade would be ankle articulation, which, you know, you can, you can live without, um, in these and for, for the price point as well. Cause I, I know it adds, um, the, uh, but the head sculpt on this Wonder Woman is lovely. The paint is really well done. And there is just some fantastic detail in all of her outfit. And you know, there's all of the W-shaped lines in her bodice. There's texture in her skirt. There's texture and uh, th- there's kind of lines. And then also just some natural creases around her ankles, boots, uh, it really, you know, they could have gone a lot less, and they, they've done really well with it. And the articulation, you know, is is decent. Um, I said before when I reviewed the first wave of these that I would trade most of the pack-ins for ankle articulation, but I, I also understand that we're not the target audience for these, and that if I was 12, the, like, ooh, what am I going to get? Uh, in these and which ones and collecting the different because you know there's there's like more rare versions of the accessories etc that that would be really cool so i i think that they've uh looked at who they actually want to sell these to and um they've, they've done a good job of that so speaking of those accessories she comes with uh a shield a sword and a lasso and the shield and sword are are great the lasso is something that um, the the one thing that's missing here with these three things is that she's got a really large hexagon plug in her back, and none of these go in it. Um, so and there's no oh hold on I tell a lie I take it back I'm so sorry Spin Masters I was gonna say there's not a place for her to have all three things in, but actually I just found the little plug hole on her waist that the lasso goes in. So this. I'm so happy. This is look, this is a really great three and three quarter Wonder Woman. Well, that's good. I mean, have I enthused enough? I like it. Yeah, I uh, I think the only one I've ever had's been the Miko one. So, <laughs> well, I, I find you know, like often a good a good Wonder Woman action figure is actually hard to do. Yeah, you because know, she doesn't have a lot of costume, and she's such an iconic character. And often either it's you know she either looks too uh wimpy or too floofy or too muscly or whatever but this is a perfect kids line three and three quarter wonder woman like i'm trying to think back to the oh my goodness what was the 
ill-fated DC version of Marvel Universe. Oh, um, hmm, hmm. Heroes? Yeah. No. No. Um. Infinite Heroes. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to actually, oh, I just typed Infinite Herpes. That would be bad. Um, the, but I think it kind of is get rid of it. The, I'm just having a look here at the um, Infinite Heroes Wonder Woman on the old Google engine. And uh, yeah, this knocks it right out of the water for sure. Um, it's a more modern, like this, this is a more modern version. But yeah, okay, enough. This is, it's a really good figure. I'm happy with it. <laughs> Why don't you tell us about Killer Moth? <laughs> yeah, speaking speaking of non-iconic characters, right? Um, <gasps> that everybody knows. Uh, he is goofy. And the only place I really know him from is the Lego video game, <laughs> to be okay. honest. Uh, but he's got his little, uh, speaking of that little hex backpack hole, um, he actually is the first figure I've got that has something in it. So um, he's got his little wings and they plug in there. And it's got like a little silver mechanical thing in the middle. So he gets his little moth wings. He has a gun that comes with him, which he's famous for using in green. Um, the paint here is probably, I mean, none of them are like really painted, but his paint is a little sloppy because it's green and orange and, you know, the, 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 the base is green and then they've got that orange over there. It doesn't cover quite right. And one of the stripes on his leg is uh, covering that, that hip or that, swivel that's right by the hip so when it breaks it doesn't line up right so he's one of the first ones i've had that has paint that doesn't like stay you know if they painted it above or below that line it probably would have been better but also i can't get one of mine to move because of that paint um yeah so that's kind of a bummer um also the one that i got and this is probably just mine his head feels like it's going to twist off if i try and turn his head um yeah, so I've I've been a little scared to try and try and move his head, but he has that classic, almost like a Greedo type head, um, and you know it, it, he's just goofy, and and that's why I had to have him. I was like, oh, yeah, he's yeah. one of those goofy Batman villains, and um, uh, you know, I mean, he looks good. Um, and one thing I've been doing is I've been using a Bandai flight stand, which happens which happens to fit in his foot, so you can make him flying. Um, when I, when I do pictures. Um, <laughs> but, but then, uh, the, the other, the only other downside I have for him and it, they kind of stack up on him. He's probably the, the least favorite of the ones I've got so far is they did his, uh, inner knee part, the, the, the non showy type part in the purple plastic that makes up his body and not the green. So you oh. see these like purple knees underneath the you know, between the orange and the green, you know, the orange boots and the green leg. And it's got this other color in there, which just looks odd. But, uh, I mean, he's, he's, if you're a killer moth fan, this, this is probably your chance to get him, you know? So he, he was created in the early fifties. And I think that says, you know, a lot. And he actually was, uh, uh, one of the bigger silver age baddies because he, like set himself up as the like anti Batman and and created this yeah. you know, fake millionaire persona and had a mothmobile and all that kind of stuff and he I'm pretty sure the first appearance of Batgirl she fought Killer Moth so you know he was a, a quite a legit um, Batman baddie and then I think it's it's one of those things where you know, there's been lots of different modernized 
versions of him, but it's like, how do you ever take someone called Killer Moth seriously? Um, he, he really almost seems like a Spider-Man villain to me, <laughs> to be honest. You know, yeah, he, he would fit in with, uh, you know, the Beetle or, or one of those. So, And he's insect-based. So, um, Accessory-wise, he has his gun. Um, he inexplicably came with a gold batarang, um, which huh. reminded me a lot of the Nolan Mattel stuff. Um, but that's just odd. And that, uh, that, that was the forgettable one, but he comes with a little briefcase with like money kind of coming out of it. It's all in silver, but it's got like, you know, oh, it's cute. a briefcase. Yeah. And it, it's like, you know, he looks like he just shoved it in at a bank and, and took off. So that, that's probably my favorite accessory out of all of them I've got so far. Hmm. I, I think also in this, we're just having a look at the, this kind of, you know, quote unquote second wave. Um, and the Joker and the Robin are, they're different decos. They're different. Yeah. Um, I've seen that Robin and thought, wait, I already have that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to buy different costumes of these, but I just am now under, um, you know, although that, you know, the Joker is, I don't think there's anything different sculpting wise, but it is a darker, like his first, the first version of more. Oh, they actually, his first edition on it. Correct. Yeah. They, they had, they had both of them on the, um, the pegs when I was there. So I was kind of able to look at them and go, Oh yeah, that's the same figure. I mean, yeah. and that's why I kind of passed. Oh, I see. Okay. I yeah. understand. Very good. Well, look, I, I think it's always nice earlier on in these, um, lines when you get a bit of a classic nod or universe building nod that it's like, okay, this is just going to, this is going to be more than just the, the same old characters over and over. Well, he, he really is that Greedo or Walrus Man or, you know, yeah. uh, that, you know, that figure in the line that's kind of a background, you know, not A-list, which, which I think yeah. you need, you know, especially you if you're, you're a young kid, you, you want characters to beat up, you know? Well, and I, I think, too, that those sort of characters, you know, in a toy line for, for kids, the, the ones that don't have such defined personalities or stories actually give you more room in your imagination. You know, we've talked mm. about that before with the Star Wars yeah. figures that some of those, you know, pretty random sort of um characters, like even Akbar and, and that sort of thing, but you're you're um oh, I get the guy now, but the the Empire dude with the the grey beard and grey outfit that was just like just a background character. You know, th- uh, those sort of things that um General Madine from Thank you Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. I saw you. But yeah, those sort of kind of more random things they can, they can become lots of different characters in your play and that sort of thing. So I think that's I think that's cool. Very cool. All right. So I've I'll talk about um, Lex Luthor next. This is one that I hadn't actually seen. Knew, knew was coming. That's always super fun when you know, find something on the shelves that you're like, oh, I didn't even realize that that was going to a thing. So that's cool. And this is a really great. Uh, figure lots of detail armor um a, another really good head sculpt with really good paint and i'm making a point of both of these so that i can draw a distinction um but the the detail on the armor is fantastic the paint's great and this he also comes with a piece that fits into that uh, hexagon slot at the back um which is a a uh, purple sort of shoulder cannon um, type thing, fun. And then he also comes with a kind of looks like a green power construct, but it's a. In fact, they both do, but they're 
like a green um, fist with a missile launcher on it, and then a really like out of character green axe. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's not there. But anyway, the but you know the fun thing about these, of course, is you could swap them green characters. They're green, so you can make them power constructs or whatever. So that's fun. But I actually don't mind the shoulder cannon. I think that's kind of a little um, extra that actually looks legit and it's purple so it kind of extends um the his shoulder armor um inhibits the arm articulation a little bit because it's quite wide so you can't kind of fully you, yeah it's hard, a little bit harder to fully extend his arms but that is um okay uh, but this is really good for what it is um and then last is aquaman and I've got to say, when I looked at, I was looking at just some of the um, photos from Toy Fair when we saw the first time, and, and that's, I mean, the, the, this head is what it is. It's 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 a bit of a weird one. Like I don't I don't know how Aquaman's keeping his hair in the comics at the moment, but it, it's they've kind of tried to hedge bets. I feel here, and they've given us a longer hair, not completely like dirty blonde kind of. You know, it could look like Jason Momoa if you were squinting and you were nine. Um, sort of. It's a. It's. Uh, and they've also. And I'm not sure if this is why I feel this is a little bit of a lesser face sculpt, but they've gone dark black on his eyebrows, and so it just doesn't kind of look. It doesn't mm. really work. I, I think that they, particularly when they've done the same tone as his hair for his beard they could have used that for the eyebrows as well because then it just kind of makes him look like he's had a bad bleach job or something the the other thing that is annoying about the hair is that it basically stops um his head from turning um and it makes one of his pieces that he comes with is a he comes with a trident and actually it, if you I don't know if yours are like this too but I noticed with Wonder Woman as well that in the plastic and maybe this is why we got these plastic inserts for these is that they're on all of them not just Aquaman there's a little notch in the ridges of it so that the trident can sit in it oh um no and, none of the Batman ones are like that okay. Um, so he comes with a trident, thank you. He comes with a water, and then he comes with armor, which I wouldn't say dumb, but um, he doesn't actually sit on him properly because of his hair. It's not mm. wide enough to slip over the back of his, uh, you know, longerish hair. Um, his head doesn't come off, but even if it did, it wouldn't like. So it just kind of then makes it sit up a little bit so that. He looks like he's sitting in a high chair that's a little bit too high for him or something. You can't see his mouth. So that's a fail. Um, that that just don't get it. Because there's there's a really decent amount of tooling that's gone into this little plastic piece of armor, and it actually would not look terrible if it fit properly. But it doesn't. Well, I don't know. It doesn't. He wouldn't be able to drink a glass of water very easily. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> Um, yeah, so so that's all right. I'm not going to use it anyway. I mean, this is a fine figure. It just it, uh, the the black eyebrows. I think are the thing that just kind of takes it a notch. Now, say. does he have metallic type paint then all uh, over? Or he, I feel like that he 
chest and arm pieces that have got the um like chain mail or whatever it is meant to be you know on it are is actually cast in that mm. um that material because all the joint pieces are the same color um as well and then the yeah i'm not sure it does have got a, that. yeah, yeah it does have a little um shine to it but i do it doesn't feel like paint it feels like it's color but you know, often with something like this, like you said, with characters, would see you'd be able to tell that color. So yeah, no, it isn't. They, but the um, green uh, is does have a metallic edge to it, so he's quite shiny. Um, super fun. That's a nice Should effect. See if we can, I mean, yeah, overall, yeah. And uh, I don't, I don't know what the kind of release schedule is, but I know that we've seen quite a few other characters uh, shown at different. Um, events as I've seen John Stewart, Green Lantern, and Brainiac, um, Reverse Flash. I've seen Firefly and um, oh, actually a blue, a blue and gray Batman. So, oh okay. The way. But I, his uh, bat was just yellow, I think. So still not quite right, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah. There's a few. Um, th- th- there's a few. Oh, there's a Gorilla Grodd and Flash two-pack as well that the, there's a lot a number of different batman decos out there already i i'm i and i'm confused about how many there actually are but look like today when i was having a look at some of these i saw another one and thought oh, i i think that there might be there's at least four out already mm-hmm. there's um you know kind of an all black there's a black and gray not armored a black and silver armored and then the and oh, sorry. There's five. There's a gold Batman, um, and then a blue, like a kind of navy blue and black Batman. Is that the yeah. one you're talking about, or no, no, like the yeah, regular? Like um, okay, yeah. yeah. Cool, man. Well, I'm enjoying these. I think it's um, it's fun to you know just have something like this to kind of hunt down and and look for it. And like I said, things like seeing Lex and going, oh, I don't even know that he was coming. That's a rarity these days. Um, so that was fun in itself. It's really making me feel like I was when I was a kid collecting Star Wars figures. You know, they're they're not expensive, but they're just they're not a hundred percent perfect either. But they're just so like it's a universe building, you know, fun little thing. And I, I don't know, it's just seeking them out. It's really been enjoyable. Yeah, that, I, I'm really enjoying what Spin Masters is doing with their license because they also have two inch blind bag. Uh, figures which you know I've just kind of had to go no you will not be <laughs> terrible um, and then also the 12 inch ones which you know which Mattel was doing as well but I actually think the Spin Master ones look great they've got a little bit more articulation they've got a little bit more um, they're, they're really nicely um, and that that kind of perfect stuff for grabbing something a kid off the shelf that's not going to break the bank and not going to get broken too easily um, and there's quite a few of them out uh, already, I don't think there's an Aquaman yet, um, and I I don't think uh, I'll, I'll hold out for a not long-haired black eyebrow one. <laughs> anyway, yeah, well, that. I mean, I I think it's definitely a possibility. So yeah, well, it's an easy now that they've got the body, it's other version to um, share. So very good. Yeah, I uh, I just am enjoying this, and I, I when when I heard these were coming out, I really had no hope for this line, but. You know, after getting a one or two, it was like cooked. Uh, it's just fun. Yeah, it's great fun. I, I 
I, I, I really like the idea of the little pack-ins for the kid collector market. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see how long they last or what other kind of, you know, permutations they might come in if we get some, you know, kind of multi-character packs without the accessories, etc. I'm, you know, in most cases, totally okay with that. But I think for kids' imaginative play... Um, this actually adds to it. And while on one level I kind of open these and go, oh, these are ding and I'm going to lose them already, they're actually really nicely done um, for what they are. They are, th- there's you know, quite a bit of detail in them. So hats off to you, Spin Masters, for um, exceeding expectations and doing a great job within the long menu. So, John and I can. Yeah. And we, the kids. It, too. It's, it's unusual for us to both agree on a line like this. So, yeah. What are you talking about? Loving it. Well, I mean, we normally don't collect the same things. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's not about agreeing. We're going to have a yeah, yeah, two drink tray. Yeah. No, no. no. <laughs> or, uh, <All> right. <laughs> or fabrications or anything. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> well, speaking of um, disagreements, we're going to take a short break, and then we're going to come back, and I'm going to review something that I have held on to just so that I can torture John with it. Yay. This is Major Matt Mason, Mattel's Man in Space, ready for every adventure with all his official equipment. The space station, protected by solar shields. The moon suit, designed for exploration. The space crawler that keeps on going no matter what. Get them together or separately. And share the exciting adventures of Major Matt Mason, Mattel's new man in space. Well, you know, this is an action figure podcast, and we like to review action figures. And this week... We're going to review something that I may hate, I may love, we just don't know. But, Scotty, take it away. <laughs> so, th- there's there's no greater joy in my reviewing life than uh, talking about Bane, a very different about this character. And I like collecting Bane, and I like waiting until I can, until John can participate so that I can, about why Bane is not a terrible character. That That's the premise Anyway, the now the reason uh, what I'm reviewing in this episode is the <clears throat> Storm Collectibles Injustice to One Twelfth Scale Bane. So this is from the Injustice to video game, which uh, the Injustice DC line is. I'm not really a video game person. I just don't have the fine motor skills um, for it. But my eldest daughter and I love well my eldest daughter loves beating me at this game the and I don't mind because I love what they do with all of the characters etc there are certain characters that we don't play often because they are so hard to beat so um, Aquaman being one because his trident in that game have you played this game John I've only played a little of the first one okay so the in this game the Aquaman Trident fantastic uh difficult weapon to um counteract it's super powerful. Um and one of the other ones who's really hard to is Bane because he's and so we have rules about asking mm. for permission to play either of um because it's gonna be really hard to beat. Um so Bane and if you listen before I won't bore you, but I I did not come to love this character through uh, Nightfall, Batman, Backbreaking, which I think has a lot to do with why John doesn't like this character. Exactly. Um, I I came to love him through Gail Simone, Nicholas Scott, Secret Six, Bane. And if you haven't read uh, the Gail Simone, Secret Six 
run from before the New 52. You should, because it is just brilliant comic booking and brilliant character work. And Gail Simone took Bane from something really one note and made him uh, have lots of dimensions. And so that's that's where my enjoyment of this character comes from. Um, now, Storm Collectibles has been showing their Injustice 2 figures at cons for a couple of years. And you know sometimes you see things for a while and then they never come out. Um, I've never bought anything from Storm before, so it's quite a, a buying view, and obviously every company is different. Um, there is this is not the first Injustice figure line. Obviously, DC um, Collectibles did just enough three and three quarter figures to have a go at it, and then stop before they made all the character usual fashion. Haya Toys has been doing three and three quarter figures. I actually made the Flash from Haya Toys Injustice line. Uh, my three and three quarter figure of the year last year. Um, that is, they're super fun. I've actually got a few more of those coming, which I'm excited about. And they've done quite a number of characters and still coming. Um, but now Storm Collectibles is doing 112 figures. I don't know that they intend to do all of the characters. The ones that are out at the moment, and I do have some of these coming, as well as Bane, are Lobo, Doomsday, and Darkseid. So they've kind of started with the bigger characters. They have shown us Superman as well. Um, but, you know, just something something different. It's, I'm not, I wouldn't all in on these because they're not cheap, and, and also I don't normally game or, or movie toys. But I thought trying one of the oversized figures would be fun just to kind of see how that compared. Um, so just starting with packaging, um, it's pretty straightforward. There is, uh, it's window packaging so you can see exactly what you're getting. And when you open it up, the two trays, it, one one's a, a cover and then the other has got the figure and um, the, the swap out hands that he comes with, which talks, I'll talk about in a moment. Um, he pops out really easily, so that is all very handy. Uh, in terms of the, um, but it is collector friendly. You can put it all back together. Um, again, no problem. And the uh, the figure itself is um, big. Obviously, the if we're doing if we're saying you know one twelfth scale, and we are um, talking Bane, it is uh, not a small figure. Um, he is uh, about twelve inches. Um, tall um he is heavy uh you know quite quite a, a solid figure and he comes with three sets of hands so six in total the oh sorry hold on what is uh, i'm just gonna do a double check here it means that we have to uh, make sure i've got the, the measurements right oh i'm sorry no he's not quite 12 he's more around 10 inches i might just um say that again no, completely okay <clears throat> Five, four. So the figure itself is just over uh, nine inches um, tall. You can get some more height by raising hands, etc. He comes with three sets of hands. So he's packed with fists and has got more open hands and then more grasping angry bane hands um, that you know, y y your mileage may, may vary. They're really easy to swap on and off, so that is nice. Um, the bane in... The Injustice game has got a costume that is pretty um, similar to the comics, except that the mask is not quite the the mask isn't quite the same. The mask is darker um, in some of the 
um, the, 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 the iterations. Um, and it does mean that the figure looks a little, like his head is small anyway, compared to the rest of his body, but because some of the whiter outlines that are on the character mask aren't on this one. Um, and they've underplayed the silver highlight on chin either like it's there it's sculpted in but then they haven't really painted it so it makes his head look a little bit smaller and that that's really my own ding on this one um you know when i give a, a rating um sculpt wise there it's a very faithful uh rendition of game costume the the straps of his i you know i guess wife beater the, the black um uh no sleeves t-shirt sorry sleeveless uh, t-shirt um is uh, done in a kind of flexible sort of fabric so not fabric sorry flexible sorry i'm gonna start again because i'm not being very chicken five four a bigger editing job for me yes, at least i can do that and i know that i'm not i'm not you know kind of bothering anybody else i'm doing it to myself so okay sorry okay five four three so the figure is a pretty accurate representation of the comic uh, of the the video my god okay my words i promise i won't restart again i'm so sorry john don't worry about it i'm (laughs) I'm enjoying it okay here we go in five four three so design wise this is a pretty faithful version rendition of the video game bane costume wise it's i'd say super faithful in the sculpt when we get to paint i'll talk about I think some issues there, which probably dropped this down a, a notch or two for me. But this is a bit of a combination of comic Bane that's a little bit more muted and then has elements of movie Bane, but not the horrible elements. Um, it, it, it actually, the mechanics of how Venom, that is what you know, power, but also crazy, how he transports it and injects it are really clear in the architecture of this. So sometimes when you see it in the comics, you know, you're like, yeah, that, where, where is it actually? Um, but you can see the kind of tank on his back and then the different mechanics of both hoses and attachments for the hoses, but then also the injection points. All of that has been really well done. The, uh, the, the two things I think that are going to pull this a little bit are, first of all, the now obviously he's a, a ripped like an over ripped guy and they so he's got some exposed veins they've been sculpted um really prominently but then painted in a a green a, a, a really obvious green that i i think overdoes it compared to what he looks like um in the game and also in terms of what looks good um but you know that that's my kind of personal opinion other people probably want their bane as gross as as possible um that whatever they've used for the tubes of venom um is fantastic because it has got a translucent green feel to it but there's also some shading and elements of it too so it doesn't just look like you know empty green pipe it looks like it's got gross venom liquid flowing through it and you know there are clear uh, endpoints and travel bits for um, all of them, which is absolutely fantastic. I think that the materials on this are are really interesting. the The top piece of his torso, so neck, his giant shoulders, and um, then pecs with his 
uh, armor on it are a separate piece that is then plugged into his torso piece. And you can, if you do kind of overextend his chest, you know, leaning back, etc., you can see in. Um, yeah, I don't think that's a, that's a problem. That's the mechanics of it, and it's not showing when it shouldn't be sh- showing. Um, but it, they've actually used quite a flexible um, material in that peck area that I think helps just with the articulation. Um, it is pretty flexible, so sometimes it kind of bends in ways that you don't expect it to. Um, it's not as solid as I thought it was going to be, but I can see why they've done that just to make it um, uh, n- not constrain the movement of the figure. The other thing I think that is really clever is that the uh, tank on his back and then the, uh, I don't know if this the front is more tanks or injection points, etc. but those are separate pieces that have then been glued on. So you really get a sense of the texture. It's not just mm. all kind of sculpted. You get a sense of the texture and of the gear um, as well, which I, I think is fantastic. The, the lower torso p- piece, so his abs, is a solid piece um and again with some really detail on the vest that he has got there but then his crotch piece so the waist and the crotch is back to uh flexible fabric and that is where i yeah you know not that we should i should be spending much time looking between the legs of my action figures but um yeah but you know what they say about steroids anyway yeah, so I think this is true because there's not a lot. He's not packing. I'm just, you know, that, that I think that the that the the flexible crotch piece is a little bit of a fail. I don't quite know why they haven't put a more solid placeholder in there because it just then is too kind of flimsy. Um, mm. it, it looks fine, but it just like when you you know when, in certain bends it can kind of bunch up and you're like, whoa. Dude. Um, I don't know that any of that comes across in it. No, I have pictures no. they look fantastic. I'd... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the same, same with the back. Like he's got his butt is sculpted, but when it's all, it kind of caves in. So I don't, I don't huh. know whether that was just a, a. Um, now the the pieces underneath it obviously are. There's a lot of mechanics happening. There's a big figure, and you know maybe they did that to try and not restrict movement, etc. But I feel like yeah. there could have been a bit of a more solid crotch piece just to not give it that. Because then it feels kind of flimsy, right? Like in spaces. I wonder if the mechanics are the same for some of their other figures. And, you know, that, that piece just kind of takes up what it has to, you know, depending on what figure it's on. Yeah, well, I've got Lobo coming. Um, is the only one I'm that I'm definitely getting. Because you know, I don't need another dark side. And Doomsday is kind of my bane. Like, I just... Okay, <laughs> um, it, it looks fantastic, the figure, but I just need that. But yeah, I am definitely getting Lobo, so we should just see whether it's the same. Because then when you come down to the um, thighs and legs, it's all solid again. You're really nicely done. The sculpts are great. And this, the, the design of this, this um, plastic sh- crotch piece um, matches, and it's not like you can tell, but it just... Yeah, there's just something a little bit um, weird for me about the choice of materials here and what the driver was i feel like it wasn't cost i feel like it's you know articulation um and so that's probably a good call that you know that that's fine up at the top though the other thing that i think is a little bit of a distraction is that his arm plugs into a separate kind of shoulder piece 
that is really obviously then uh, like the you, you can see um, the edge of that quite easily that and the gap between that and the other chest pieces. So because of this flexible piece at the top, it makes some of the inner mechanics a little bit more obvious than they should be. I don't think any of that impacts what the character, what the figure looks like, like from a, from a distance. And I'm not going to be spending time poking my bane in the butt to see that it's hollow. Um, but if you were really looking forward to goosing, um, uh, Bane's rock hard booty. You're going to be super disappointed. I'm saying, um, the the paint. Then, oh, sorry, I should mention that he does have uh, both ankle articulation, but then he's also got uh, toe articulation as well, which is important for getting more dynamic poses in a figure with this weight. So the fact that he's got that toe joint actually helps you do some of the you know the the nicer poses if you are sewing i i'm a big fan of toe articulation so i, I think yeah. it should be on most figures especially six inch figures and up yeah i think you know that I, I am still scarred from some of the uh toy biz marvel legend giant toes mm. <laughs> you know that were like wait are you a person or a duck what is but um the but yeah no i i agree they definitely when they're subtle they make a big difference to posability um, for sure. So it, it's really nicely done. I, I think the overall effort on this figure is outstanding. I just, I think that does pull it back a little bit. Um, I, like I said, I, I don't love the green veins. They've gone with a darker, uh, flesh tone for him, which is appropriate because he's Latin American character, uh, he, he's darker than he is in the, in the game. Um, fine. The, the green veins is obviously an artistic choice, um, that I don't, love you know i mean you meant you, you know the you're, you're meant to be able to see like you know, he's got the venom coursing in his veins and that sort of thing i totally get that they're just they're kind of gross and exaggerated but you know this in a, in a figure this size and this heavy there's got to be some give and take in order to make the mechanics of it work and i would rather have uh you know on, on the structure side i'd rather have some of the things that we talked about than a figure that isn't posable or doesn't stand up well so that's all good um no accessories besides the hand, but there's nothing that he's obviously got quite a bit of gear um, on board. I think this is super fun. I'm probably going to say uh, 7 out of 10. Um, and I, I should say uh, price point um, that you're you're looking like around the definitely over the $100 US mark um, oh, for wow. this. Yeah, so like – and that – that's one, you know, if I think about other figures this size in this scale, that's where I'm kind of taking a point off for um, just price point. I understand this is a smaller manufacturer, um, and I think they're doing a great job. I think these figures are going to be hugely popular. The Doomsday, um, I know, is already pretty much sold out everywhere. So if, uh, and, you know, Lobo is another hugely popular character. So I think that those are ones that if you want, you probably should jump on. Um, but it's, it's always fun to kind of add a new, like, oh yeah, I've got something with Storm Collectibles now. Um, I, I would be definitely, I, I hope that we get some of the bigger name uh, characters in this line because I think scale wise, like I would definitely buy a one six scale, a one twelve scale Aquaman, obviously, and uh, you know some of the other characters as well. So we'll see how they go. But um, you know, even though he's a bit oversized, 
I think he would scale up pretty good with the DC collectibles Nightfall Batman. Yeah, well, I've I've got a photo in my album of him with the McFarlane Batman. Um, you know, which is pretty similar. So yeah, right. I th- yeah, I think you're right. I, I think I he'd look pretty was, good with that actually. Yeah. Yeah, I think um that that it'd be interesting to see if they do do like Superman Batman in one one twelve scale where they kind of size wise into the bigger character. Um yeah. but I think this does actually really well with the uh your kind of six inch, seven inch um figures and with the Nightfall Batman for sure if you want to actually to the horrible, never needed to happen back break. Yeah. I almost wish they had a swap out head with him with a, like a more comic accurate head, but I'm, I'm thinking that's probably a licensing thing. Yeah. I, I think some of it. Yeah. Yes. I do think that there is, um, a little bit of the paint. Even when I look at some of the preview figure, um, like photos of this, some of the lighter, elements in his both his um mask and also his chest pieces i just think the production has actually gone darker and mm. so it, it mutes that a bit um because even in even in the game he he does have a the, the mask has lighter elements to it um so that 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 would kind of almost stand in for the the comic side but yeah that would have been a um a, an easy swap out uh part particularly at the price point at the price point, that's just where I do feel a little bit that, um, yeah, this this could have. Uh, there's a lot happening here. I can I would imagine that the not just the hoses and the but the um, mechanics behind it, which they've done a brilliant job of, that would have added a lot to budget. Um, but yeah, I would have. Yeah, I'm sure you're right. It's probably a licensing thing. Do, do you think he'll he'll hold up on your shelf standing? I mean, sometimes with a heavier figure like that, you kind of deteriorates over time does he feel like he's going to be solid over time no no i i do like i think and i think that may be one reason why they've got the choices they have about some of those softer parts overall ability the the bottom of the figure the uh legs feet are really solid he's got that uh, articulation uh interactive articulated toes which then make him possible so yeah he doesn't I, i i don't see him kind of falling over um, I, I think this is a, this is a really fun figure, and you know I love the character, so I'm happy to to have it, and I'm especially happy that I got to review it with you, John. Well, I appreciate it. Do you think if uh, 112 Collective comes out with a Bane, you would you would swap it or edition or what do you think? If it was comic accurate, I'd swap it for sure. Like I think mm. you know this this I think would would will stand in with the Mezco stuff at the moment. Um, I, yeah, Bane's. But but if they did a more comic accurate um, Bane, I would be all over that. Um, because I, I like the comic mask. I think the it's hard to kind of improve on. Um, I'm just hanging out for the day that they give us one with a unmasked um, swap out head with yeah, the secret yeah. the secret six sort of head. I, that would just make my day. That's I could so see cool. the one twelve. Well, the one twelve one probably would for sure. Well, that's true. Yeah, if they did one, fine. yeah. I'm sure they will. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they will too. I'm actually sure. surprised that one hasn't came out with the number of Batman they've done. No, you're right. Well, I mean, I suppose it is a bigger budget thing, and they've tested the water now with like Darkseid, who's been noticeable and popular um, figure, just that people kind of pay more for the bigger um, figures. Uh, but I think it, he'll, it'd be interesting to see how they do tackle him, because, uh, well... Like, you know, there's just some differences there to what they've done before in terms of, you know, what, what do they do cloth-wise or whatever that would be. But yeah, yeah. 7 out of $10 for this guy. 
Um, I, I think if you're a Bane fan, uh, if you're a Injustice 2 fan, it's something that you would uh, enjoy, um, but you probably could find or wait for slightly more budget. Well, thank you for that. And uh, I think, think that'll wrap up on Bane for now, and we'll move on to something else. Wiley. My robots and I will control the world as soon as we get rid of that blue tweed Mega Man and his robot dog rush. Bomb Man, make sure they have a blast. What? Mega Man's taking over the bomb? Good man, watch out. Mega Man can use your own power against you just like that. Okay, Mega Man, can you stop Proto Man and Guts Man at the same time? I don't think so. Mega Man, collect them all from Bandai. Well, a toy breakdown occurs when one or more hosts have the same toy, and we do, rather than a toy of the week with Dolly ratings, we talk about it or them in much more detail. Uh, We break down the details, not the toys. Don't freak out. And tonight, we are getting back on track with our Marvel Legends wave reviews uh, in the whateverness of last year with so much coming out, and uh, we just got so far behind that we've given up trying to be sequential, and I really want to applaud Ben for what a big step um, <laughs> that is for, for you um, to skip ahead and try and catch up, because there's lots more to come. So yep. we are talking about the latest wave that we three all have in hand, which is the Age of Apocalypse wave. <laughs> um, the uh, I should know how to say that well, because we're practically living in the apocalypse. At the moment, yeah, so. that's right. <laughs> well, how why out. Why, I know, how out? Why can't I speak? Um, the... Uh, uh, let's talk about the the source material first and our varying familiarities thereof. Um, Age of Apocalypse happened in my comic hiatus. Uh, it is something that I have collected, like bought in trade and read. Um, I know that there's a lot of love out there for the storyline, and I love alternate future, you know, possible future storylines. Um, as much as the next guy. Um, by the way, speaking of that, if you haven't watched Dark on Netflix yet, German show, amazing. Anyway, <laughs> the, uh, like, blow your mind every episode, kind of like, what? The, but, uh, I, you know, a bit like the fanatical love for the Jim Lee X-Men, the the love for some of these designs, etc., has always mystified me a little bit because... I don't know. I've always found some of them a bit kind of weird, um, <laughs> but you know, it, it's it's certainly an iconic storyline in the in the comics. But that's about my kind of level of passion for it, gentlemen. Who wants to yeah. confess their failings first? Well, I've been reading X Men pretty much nonstop for since about oh gosh, nineteen eighty four, nineteen eighty three, without a break. Um, and I don't hold it in that high a regard. I'm, I'm a little bit kind of perplexed as for the, the, you know, this overwhelming love for it, but I'm not game enough to ask anyone because I just don't care. Um, and I don't want to sit through sort of, you know, an hour of, of gushing. Um, I think a lot of it was actually driven 
um, by you know all those um, super duper artists of the time, guys like Joe Madureira and uh, Roger Cruz, um, uh, guy Ian Churchill and guys like that. And so they had sort of all the big guns lined up for this one. Lots of flashy, mm-hmm. fancy designs, flashy, fancy covers. If you remember your alphas and your chromiums and all that sort of stuff. And so they did some fun stuff, but I I've never actually revisited the storyline. I didn't actually find it you know so awesome that I felt the need to go back and, and read it again, like I have uh, some of the other you know X Men mm. storylines. So for me, it, it's kind of there, and it, it was what it was. And it, I initially panicked when it came out because it was replacing the existing titles, and I'm like, what? What? You can't replace Uncanny X Men. That's my you know that's my bread and butter comic. Um, that's the one that I would um, give up all others for, sort of thing. And and you know, after a few months, it was all over, and we went back to normal. So, so kind of it is what it is. And Eddie, where does this sit in your regard? All right, I'm potentially going to lose us some fans here. Sit down, buckle up. Um, so I started getting into X Men comics right after this storyline wrapped up. Uh, so I, this was always something that sort of loomed as a shadow, but, uh, I didn't actually get around to reading it till, uh, into the early two thousands. And, uh, I, I think it's okay as a story and that's it. It it was not anything outrageous. It's nothing, um, too horrible. Uh, but it's not a, a great, uh, comic book tale. Uh, at all and i think where oh, th- this is my personal theory i have dissected this in uh many a comic book store over the years uh for me i think uh the reason why this is such a beloved story for x-men fans is that so many people were x-men fans in the 90s you had the 90s cartoon that's uh, greatly impacted a generation of superhero fans uh, you had the 90s X-Men comics were huge sellers, selling in the millions, but they weren't that good. Uh, most early 90s X-Men <laughs> comics are, are not good to terrible. Uh, yeah. and- <laughs> well, I agree, because for me, you know, I saw the departure of Chris Claremont and, and that stung quite a lot for me. Um you know, like I'd been with Claremont for a, a long time and, and I knew he had sort of grand ideas based on interviews that I'd read um, and that was all sort of taken away. So I kind of resented everyone that came after him for, for quite some time. Yeah, <laughs> I know like uh, a lot of people love the Jim Lee X-Men designs because they were used in the 90s cartoon, but uh, I I think you would really struggle to make an argument that the Jim Lee X-Men comics are actually good comics in terms of story tr- story structure and character, yeah. um, it, it's it's only their design <laughs> that was appealing. Uh, so I think that the reason why this story is so beloved is because it was a, a finally an adequate meal um, amongst a whole lot of uh, rubbish. So people got excited and held it up as a bastion and would be like, "Oh no no, don't uh, knock nineties X Men. Have you read Age of Apocalypse?" Like da 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 da. Uh, and chucked it through. And I do, to give it a bit of positive, I do think what came out of it on the other side, there has been uh, some good things, such as uh, like X-Men I'll get into uh, a little bit later on uh, when we talk. Uh, But also 
Uh, I think it's something that did a bit of damage to X-Men uh, going forward because Days of Future Past was a great X-Men story. And then you had Age of Apocalypse, which was another big, huge milestone moment. And now it feels like every X-Men in sort of two, three years of storytelling, they have to do this sort of alternate universe world story where a time <laughs> yeah. traveler comes back, a Moksu or some yeah, variation yeah. on it. And we've got a billion uh different setups and it's part of what's made x-men so complex as a narrative and in a lot of ways it doesn't necessarily tie into uh their sort of theme of uh outcasts and uh this kind of mm. evolution taken out it's, it's sort of getting into another whole other sci-fi area and i feel often takes away from the stories that it's in and it's just kind of an excuse to give here's this sort of flip version on this character mm, and mm. we've kind of seen it with the x-men done so um, and i think they're, they're starting to learn too that you know they introduce these storylines that uh you know have that futuristic you know time travel um element and so they'll introduce variations of existing characters and they'll introduce new characters um, and then once it's all over and, and of course, uh, you know, everything you knew is never going to be the same again. It'll shake the X-Men to the mm-hmm. you know very core and all the rubbish that we hear over and over again. Often, um, you know, I'm sure editorial at Marvel gets feedback on what went well and what was well received, et cetera. And then that somehow ends up filtering into the 616 universe anyway. So it's like Age of Apocalypse was that kind of first real opportunity to drag um, the the really um, successful characters out of that storyline and keep using them um, to you know to different extents and I mean you know most recently you know Dark Beast you know we'll obviously get to the characters shortly but Dark Beast was un- Uncanny X Men and he actually had um, quite a good um, quite a good role in that particular storyline it was well done uh, so so yeah we're starting to see that quite a bit where they just keep you know throwing stuff seeing what sticks and then dragging it into the six one six it's getting a bit you know, a bit of a yawn, actually. Yeah, I, I, I think one thing that uh, I reflect on when I look at the different eras of comics is that the uh, some of the his oh my gosh words tonight some of the lineups that you you remember so well uh, from I guess the the more the more classic days. One reason why they were memorable is because they were given time to actually you know, ferment and become a a thing. And you know, you might have a, a a character come or go, but some stability in that. And that's the thing that I find now with the X Men comics in particular, um, kind of sitting from afar, is Whiplash. Every time I turn around, all the teams are different. People, you know, characters are on six different teams. Um, you know, that, that stuff I, I think is, uh, I, I can see why they do go to the well of the alternate universe stuff, because otherwise, what do they do? They come together, break up, get mad at each other, form different teams with different colors. You know, there's only so much. <laughs> yeah, I, I will give credit. Um, and I believe Ben, you've been, uh, reading this, uh, as well. I don't know if you share my thoughts, but the, uh, Jonathan Hickman, um edited x-men books that are out now currently uh have been really fantastic and really good and actually bringing uh a a bit of original voice uh to uh the x-men and doing things that haven't been done uh but at the same time really getting back into their um 
uh, what sort of core things that make X-Men unique and interesting. So um, as much as it's been a bit of a slog with X-Men over modern years, uh, I, I, I do recommend if you are looking for something to read uh, in lockdown, uh, Power of Ten and House of X are fantastic books. So let's talk about the character selection. The I, I, I think it's likely that we'll see uh, another wave of this, I think p- partly because of the popularity, etc. But when this was announced, before we knew who the, the figures were, um, what were your hopes uh, and what do, what do you think? We're obviously going to talk about the figures themselves in, um, in detail, but what do you think overall of the characters that they chose to put in this wave? I like them for the most part. If you're going to do a uh, age uh, age of apocalypse wave, um, these would roughly be the characters that I'd be choosing for sort of uh, two thirds of it. Uh, I might personally have left out uh, Jean Grey just because I find her design completely boring um, <laughs> in this style, and I'm not a big fan. Like you were talking about the designs earlier, Scotty. Uh, I'm not a big fan of that weird period in the 90s where they're like, let's just have them have like weird face paint um, on on their body and faces. And she's definitely guilty uh, of that design. Uh, and the Sunfire Age of Apocalypse, I know he was an exclusive and not particularly common, uh, but that's another one where it's like, I, I don't really feel like he was a super... Um, necessary character to get it get in there again when we've already got this yeah. design and he's not uh, that interesting but on the flip side of that um i actually think that the toy biz age of apocalypse wolverine uh is probably one of the worst uh figures from the toy yeah, biz era for some reason it's just always rubbish <laughs> yeah i just never never liked it never really looked like that wolverine at um the variant one that you had to get to build a uh, giant man with the burnt head that only appeared in like one oh panel God, and the, yes. the pop claws through the nub, even though he never had that with the burnt head, but it wasn't swappable <laughs> or like, it's just, it was just a weak, weak um, figure. And I probably would have swapped wild child for saber tooth off the bat. If we're going to get a, uh, second wave but i probably would have preferred them just to use get a saber tooth in there um rather than uh gene or sun sunfire what about you ben oh look i as i said i don't have any great love for the storyline but i'm i i used to sort of come at collecting from obviously the point of view of being a universe builder. So one saber tooth was enough for me. One Jean Grey was enough for me, but uh, after seeing some people's collections where they set up a corner um, of one shelf and, you know, in this example, put all their age of apocalypse figures and you kind of go, well, you know, they legitimately can be on the same shelf as a Jean Grey or a saber tooth because they're alternate reality. So I've kind of gone, yeah, yeah, I can actually add them to my collections. So, so I'm I'm not really that fussed uh, as to who we get, but I I have to confess I'm more interested in those characters that have I guess um, 
you know, a, a greater appeal beyond this storyline. So obviously, um, Nate Gray, you know, went on to have his own book and, and is in 616 proper. Um, so is Dark Beast. Um, uh, Morph, not so much. Well, I mean, Morph's from an alternate reality, but, um, uh, you know, there's a Weapon X in the 616 universe, etc. So I do like that. And I, I must admit, you know, as much as, you know, Jean Grey is uh, probably the, the my least favourite in the wave, I, I'd much prefer her over, you know, like that dreadful Cyclops, which I just know that we'll end up getting. Um, so I can see them kind of doing them all eventually. I mean, you know, we've got Apocalypse uh, in the pipeline, et cetera. So, yeah, look, I've, so a couple of these figures are fantastic and some of them, a couple of them are very, very forgettable. Yeah. Um, so, look, I, I, I'm not left going, gosh, I really wish we had have got X instead. Um, so, yeah. I am shocked we um, didn't get Legion considering uh, he's, you know, yeah, well, he's a catalyst, size. yeah. <laughs> he's got, yeah, the main catalyst in the story. I had a TV show and yet um, we haven't really had a Hasbro mm. representation of him. Uh, I mean, it's a ridiculous character. I do honestly think he's one of my least favorite characters in all of Marvel. <laughs> um, and it's mainly just because he's got a horrible hair. Um, but well, uh, yeah, I am, I'm a bit shocked we haven't uh, seen him pop up yet. He's a bit like Janie Braddock in that I don't know that people know how to write him very well because, you know, they've never really kind of worked out what his powers are and, and having a character, it's like, oh, yeah, you can do anything. It's like, well, that's pretty kind of boring, um, you know, so... So, yeah, I don't think they've ever really known what to do with him. Uh, Wildchild is a nice bone to the just general Marvel Universe building because obviously he's got a uh, Alpha Flight um, connection uh, as well and is quite a good character in some of the Alpha Flight stories. And, you know, this this stands in fine for that. So that that that's my pass for him. I understand what you're saying about Sabretooth. But I did think at least that was a bit of a like, oh, cool. Well, at least we're getting Wild Child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, that's wrong. I, yeah. I, I hadn't initially thought that I would buy this whole wave, um, but the uh, Builder figure, um, which we will obviously get to, ultimately swung me there. And a, pro- a couple of them will probably end up on my cell table um, eventually. All right, before we talk about the figures, let's just briefly talk about packaging. Um, it's obviously shape and size standard to what we're used to with the current form factor of Hasbro Marvel Legends. I did appreciate that they actually used the typography from the the, the Age of Apocalypse logo. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I really like how we're getting back to builder figures that are so big that you know, the the figure that you're buying is almost being pushed out of the box, like Jean yeah. Grey being packaged <laughs> sideways um, <laughs> because, yeah. you know, her builder yeah. figure piece is so enormous. Yes. Um, I thought yeah. that was great. Yeah, it's crazy. crazy. I did like, too, the uh, sort of uniformity of they all kind of have apocalypse behind them um, on the side character mm. profile, which, mm-hmm. uh, you know, does help. Uh, when you're looking at these kind of on the side on a shelf or that to be like, okay, yep, these are all from the same wave. And oh, I'm glad you mentioned that because th- something that I, you know, have noticed lately is uh, I, I think just some really nice thought on a wave by wave basis basis going into the the side panels 
and the art, like you know, the Black Widow wave, like it's, it's it doesn't feel super phoned in. It feels like some somebody's actually allowed to take some time and ownership to make them interesting. And and I agree. I thought what this was really quite fun. How that particularly because Apocalypse is not in this wave, um, that he's there. You know, over like looking over all of their shoulders, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, exactly. Very, very fun. Uh, I just want to because I um, am always opening toys, kind of like right before we review them. I just want to give Hasbro an A plus for collector friendly uh, packaging that also is really easy to open quickly. Um, so <laughs> that that was um, these these were all quite easy to get out of the box without any kind of traumas all right well shall we um jump in and go figure by figure as we do and have our breakdown discussion That's all right. good. yes and we will do it alphabetically in uh, honor of ben and <laughs> we will start with well I, whether we were going to call him just alphabetize him by beast or dark he would still be first and uh <laughs> this is a dark beast so, uh, Eddie, overall thoughts on on Dispeta? Yeah, I, I think this guy is uh, up there with one of the stronger figures uh, in this wave. Uh, he's using a lot of that new base buck, which uh, is fantastic. It's nice and solid, uh, a bit bigger than the other figures um, on average. Uh, but some really nice paintwork. There's shades of greys and whatnot in here. Uh, he's got that very sort of 90s style uh, ribbed yoga pants uh, <laughs> that he's coming through wearing and just an absolutely. <laughs> yoga pants? Yeah. <laughs> well, Is pleasure. that a thing? Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, just an absolutely fantastic uh, head sculpt. Like, yes. I really love uh, the quaffs at the points of his uh, hair that really give him that sort of. 90 style uh look and just a great facial expression that uh really captures <laughs> the character yeah no i agree i i think where hasbro uh really you know hits that win column is anytime there's a figure uh who's predominantly molded in um their final color so you know obviously he was molded in this gray blue color and then they did some highlights over the top um we've seen some dreadful efforts from hasbro in the past where they've painted one color over another particularly you know a yellow over a a blue or a yellow over a red that just doesn't work and because so much of this guy is cast um in that fur color um it really wins uh, in terms of that kind of you know that pop um, and I, I agree. I think their head um, sculpt is absolutely fantastic. I mean, he is quite an evil character, so he's got quite that evil grin. And, and even though we're reusing, you know, a lot of the um, recently released Beast figure, um, I think this head sculpt really um, throws off the fact that, you know, it is just a reuse of Beast because uh, he really does look quite unique. Um, so, something I hadn't really noticed on the head sculpt till just now, it looks like he's eyes uh that type of thing that they were sort of experimenting with a couple of years ago on star wars black where they're separate pieces um that are kind of like inserted into the face like a mask to give it that sort of nice yes. like if you sort of look at the edges of them it doesn't look like it quite connects the left left eye in particular for me like his left eye it definitely looks like it's been put in from behind yeah rather than sort of sculpted as is because oh. there's a, a bit of a gap you can see 
So, well, I mean, that's a clever solution to what otherwise could be a fraught paint application. The as long as you get them in properly, I hadn't really noticed that, but yeah, that's great. I, I think this head sculpt is just brilliant. It is the the detail in the fur and the braids great the expression on his face is just so evil um it's fantastic and yeah i if if this wasn't a uh mostly reuse i would it would have to be figure of the way for me um the 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 head sculpt is and it still is so fun um this is a popular character i do think this will be one of the harder ones to find once these start leaving retail um, I've noticed because they they've been around here in uh, Melbourne quite a bit, but I've noticed that often if you come across them, that this is one of the ones that is not there. Um, so make sure you grab yours now if you think that you want this. But yeah, super fun. And so that 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 new beast buck is such a great figure. I hope that we get a like an Avengers. Um. Well, that's the grey one that's coming, isn't it? That they've got some in the retro series? Or, oh, no, is or is it? Yeah, yeah. I, just, I just got mine uh, pre-ordered. The yeah. day. Is okay. that kind of... I saw that, but I'd couldn't, I wasn't 100% sure if it was a custom or a release. So, oh, great. He's yeah. uh, just starting to hit now, so should be... Really? Um, so what what retro wave is that? Like what else is in uh, it? It's not a wave. It's a um, yes. Is it standalone? Band channel it? is that what it's called? Mm. When they do like exclusives, but they're kind of like comic book store exclusives. It's one oh. of those type, like a, a black outfit storm or um, oh, okay. kingpin or those type of ones. So mm. he's, he's going to be an online order, not a something that you're going to find at retail yes. here in Australia. Correct. Yeah. Right. Okay, well, we will release that, this episode that usually, until I can find one. Yeah, that usually means they're actually easier to find because all the online stores are able oh, to. True. Yeah. True. Big box. Anything else about your Dark Beast? No. I, I think he's a great figure. Yeah. <laughs> no. Great way to, to kick off. And from one of the best, we go to poor, poor Gene. Great. This, <laughs> look, there's nothing wrong with this figure as a figure, right? It's it is, it's just like what you've got to start with the design. <laughs> yeah, I, I would actually go the opposite way and say for a bad design, they've done a, a, a very good job uh, making an action figure out of it. Like um, her upper chest, upper part of the jacket is some really great sculpting uh, going on there with like the shoulder pads and. I'm not too sure if we've seen these sleeves before. I don't. You know, I was trying to work it out. I haven't sort of had a look online to try and um, discern where I've seen them before or if I've seen them before. I mean, it's possibly something they'd used with Storm, um, maybe in one of the upcoming Storm figures. Mm, I I thought maybe it might have even been the two pack uh, Polaris figure, but I'd say they've only used part of the arms there. But. I think yeah. the chest. I think that the shoulders and neck mm. is is new, and, and that actually, this is what I was thinking of. You know, why did we get this figure, uh, etc. Is both the the hair, like the 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 head sculpt, and uh, 
that jacket, is that something that we're going to see again for somebody else? Like, oh, they don't seem to reuse the, the females here as much these days. They seem to get their own yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not sure whether this torso has been used before, but um, one thing I'm over, and that is the Marvel Legends females coming with these open hands. Oh it's just, oh, you know, when it first came out and we saw it on characters like uh, the Scarlet Witch, I thought it was fantastic. I thought, oh, these cool hands look like she's casting a spell. And then pretty much every female since has come with these crappy open hands. And, you know, if you bend them, at, if you bend the arms at the elbows and hold them up, they look like, you know, all the females just look like they're in a perpetual state of surprise. You know, they've walked in and, and found them, you know, the milk on the floor and gone, oh, and, you know, put their <laughs> arms up in astonishment. Um, and, what and so, happens in your house? That's, you well, know. you know, throwing your arms up like, well, can, that's what if, you do. You, can you, you know. would, if you spilled milk in Ben's house, wouldn't you be scared? I would. <laughs> I would, I'd be that's thinking, right. what country can I flee to to fake my death? Like, <laughs> well, that's right. But you look at someone like Beast, he comes with four different hands, just like the other Beast did. And so you've got this, uh, these fantastic swap out hands. There's twice as much plastic. Um, goes into Beast as what's gone into Jean Grey, and they couldn't just throw in a fist. Like, just, you know, every female that comes with these two hands should have at least one fist just as a swap out, just for something to do. Well, um, it's not like they don't have them, so that... Exactly. Kind of, so, that says that they think they're cool. <laughs> well, all the all the tooling costs are simply taken up, and then, at, you know, based on the price point, they just can't afford to give her anything else. Um, and so I think she's the one who suffers the most in this wave yeah. by just... I mean, she's, you know, fairly dull and comes with very little. I suppose with a telepath, like, you know, you can kind of get away with the, you know, I'm, or, you know, telekinetic, I'm moving things with my hands, I'm whatever, but I agree. It's it's become tiresome. It's become tiresome. That said, I mean, the figures actually, you know, they've got they've painted red on blue uh, on those boots and they've done a reasonably good job, certainly better than they've done in the past. I think where this figure falls down for me, and it might just be mine, is um, on the lower part of her torso. They seem to have used a bit of a tempo on there, but the, um, the, the red, you know, part of her chest is blatantly painted over the blue and they've done a really terrible job. You know, they've actually got it on her actual chest. Chest, so the flesh colour of her chest um, has got red on it and it doesn't actually come around to the sides and and meet. Like, it's uh, it's a pretty crap job. Which is odd because then you look at her face and and the face on mine is surprisingly well done. Like, that tattoo is actually really, really sharp and neat. Her eyes look good. I mean, she's actually a good look. You know, she's got a good portrait. Um so, yeah, the figure's kind of up and down. I don't know, maybe when it went through the, the production line and kept getting handed off to each person in the assembly line, someone dropped the ball. Yeah. my mine The paint-ups on mine are definitely better than yours. I have got a little bit of flesh, uh, sorry, her skin colour um, on the tip of the bodice of above her left um, booby. And the uh, that that's that's it. But Boobies. The, that's, that's the technical. Yeah, yeah that's the technical term. But the um, <laughs> we're still still teenagers, so disappointing. <laughs> the but yeah, but everything else is is pretty okay. The 
I, my, the face, like like you said, is actually really well done. The tattoo, yeah. unfortunate as it is, <laughs> it's really this is like a great example of you're going to live to regret doing that. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> oh, she could just make people not see it. <laughs> Do you reckon that's where Mike Tyson got the idea for his tattoo from? Which came first? Uh, I think this. Really? This came before his face tattoo, yeah. Oh, my goodness. This is old. I want to look like the Tigre. Oh, my gosh. Okay, anything else? Oh, he's coming for you. (laughs) Anything else about Jean Grey? No, I think we've give, exhausted it. Give us some yeah. fists. When, when, when will you start talking about Mike Tyson? I think we've covered everything. Okay, no worries. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> Excellent. Well, let's move on down the alphabet to Morph. Now, of course, he could change into any letter of the alphabet that he wanted to, but he's decided to stay in uh, in in order. That's right. And That's this, um, yeah. <laughs> it, this is the guy that confuses the people who have only seen the cartoon and never yeah. <laughs> picked up the X-Men comics. This is the one where people are like, that's, wait, I, I thought we were getting Morph. They said that we were getting a Morph figure. What's going on? Mm. With, who's who's yes. this EQ grown up? That's a <laughs> joke for Australian 90s kids that both of you will appreciate. <laughs> uh, so, um, so who is, is there... this? I mean, like, I, you know, this is where my... Do you, do you, do you want me to give you the 911? <laughs> Thank you. Yes. <laughs> so so te- technic- well, technically he's kind of, if you remember, um, you know, the changeling guy that was introduced in the very early issues of, um, of X-Men. And uh, he stood in for... Professor X and got killed and they thought Professor X was dead and it turned out to be Changeling and, you know, he was dead and whatnot. And then my understanding is when they did the animated series, they were going to have Thunderbird as part of the team and then sacrifice him. Um, But they changed their mind from being a Native American and so they basically went, oh, let's resurrect, you know, let's add Changeling, you know, that guy that died years ago that nobody cares about. And then they went, oh, wait, we can't use his name because um, it's owned by DC Comics thanks to the Titans. Um, and so they called him Morph. And so Morph was in the animated series. Um, and then um, I think he was even in a couple of the animated series uh, comics. But then as part of Age of Apocalypse, they went, hey, that animated series is going really well. Let's introduce Morph into Age of Apocalypse. But, of course, obviously everyone was different in Age of Apocalypse. And so this is the version that they introduced um, into yeah. Age of Apocalypse. I, I think it was also uh, Fox have some level of rights over the cartoon Morph mm. because he, he, even though he was inspired by the Changeling, he technically wasn't the changeling in that show so there's that weird rights when a tv show creates a character and then the comics want to use them they don't have the full rights so then if the comic takes that idea and then slightly changes that again they have a character that they then have more uh, control over and don't have to pay rights to fox for now it's been a while but i'm pretty sure the morph that was in exiles is not this character he's actually that character but from a different universe 
So, so this is the age of apocalypse morph, not the exiles morph. Yeah, I, I can never keep that stuff straight because <laughs> like, technically, the age of apocalypse isn't an alternate universe; it's an alternate timeline. But then it's gone <laughs> on right. to be so, an yeah. alternate universe in other ways. Yeah, and alternate timeline. Timey, timey. Yeah. Tell me that this cape that he comes with is not. Um, created specifically so that they can do an Age of Apocalypse um, Magneto. Magneto, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's all. That's the only reason this cape even exists. Is you can just tell that Magneto is is going to, you know, um, he's going to head up the the next wave with his his sexy braids. Obviously, braids were big in the nineties because Beast has got them as well, and so and we'll get um, Cyclops with his one eye and whatnot, but. But that, you know, this figure's fine for what it is. It's nice. He's unique, um, and and that's always something that attracts me. It's one of the first things I look at when they announce a wave is how many figures are are actually unique, and I can add to my you know my universe building. So, I mean, he is who he is, and I I think he was an easy do as well because really they just need that head sculpt, and then everything else is just reuse, isn't it? I mean, he just he looks like somebody who uh, who was visiting the mansion at the time, and then. Uh-huh. Um, they get a call to go to to go to battle, and he has to quickly assemble a costume out of you know parts. In <laughs> and this is all the best he could manage. Uh, yeah, I, I even boots. yeah, I did even have to check just to make sure that this wasn't the Madcap head uh, repainted uh, that we got in that Deadpool wave. But it is uh, it is its own uh, unique head sculpt. But that then nice. made me realize this is actually not a bad. Uh, madcap body as well so i might oh, yeah. keep an eye out for an extra one to use on uh one of my extra madcap heads because oh a, that's a good idea a hmm. i think another like evidence to the cape really being for magneto is that it doesn't even like really properly fit him it's dreadful so, isn't it <laughs> the shoulders are way up and yeah now that like, ben's mentioned that it, it's like oh i should actually check those uh other magneto figures we got recently because it could potentially already have been off that sort of uh, bendis era one or something it's like it wants to sit but the, the, as soon as you let it go the weight pulls it back. like if the, if you push it down on his shoulders and his chest it actually fits quite well but as soon as you let it go the weight then just pulls it backwards and then of course it lifts off the shoulders so yeah. this this yeah. buck is just simply not tall enough yeah. um, like I've got him standing on my desk and yeah. he's standing fully upright but the cape is touching the desk which is pushing it off his shoulders so mm-hmm. um, it, it's actually not long enough for this particular I mean this yeah. is just a you know the the mid-size buck um, that they seem to use for you know most most everything. Which is this the Spider-Man one? Uh, butterfly joints. Yes, I believe this is the uh, white Spider-Man 2099 mm. version. Yeah, yeah. So so it's a yeah it's a very poor fitting cape. I have to say because of the the length. So. But, um, oh, look, you know, it's not a bad figure. This is, I, I imagine, where they managed to, um, you know, cut some costs in reuse. We've seen these legs, these gloves, we've seen everything, just throw on the new head sculpt and a cape that we're going to reuse so or, or have already reused. But he is who he is. I actually think he's a fun figure. I think the, the black on blue um, works pretty well for me. I, I don't have any sort of paint slop anywhere. I mean, he's a bit of an awkward figure to sort of stand up and pose because, I mean, as, as soon as you – bend that knee joint 
to try and get him into any kind of pose. It's going to be compromised because of the length of the cape. Like if anything, if you were remotely handy, you might even take a um, a hobby knife and and trim you know a centimeter or something off the end of that cape just to make it usable. So. So it's a bit of an odd choice. It's another one of those, um, you know, we've talked about it this in the past where everybody's sitting around a table but nobody mentions it. So, <laughs> Look, I mean, it's another, at least as you said, it's a, a actual new character in the line uh, and something for Exiles fans, um, you know, because he does have a, a following. Um, yeah, so fun, but yeah. Uh Sunfire. So, this this is the why did we need this for me? Simply because that other figure, like while yes, it was an exclusive, uh, it's actually around. I don't think that yeah. they really take that into account. And you know, I'm I'm always I'm always happy for people to be able to get the characters and that that they want. Um, well, that was one of those ones that even as an exclusive, because he was the fan vote. And he won, and everyone was like, well, who voted Bullshit. for him again? Bullshit. Are we going to recount Bullshit. <laughs> I yeah. will go to my grave saying that that vote was either rigged or the majority of collectors are just idiots. Like, honestly, um, then again, some of the comments I see online, I'm inclined to, yeah. Well, yeah. Yes. So yes. I, I just I, I'm still to this day bitter um, when I saw all of the options that that we could have had, um, and then this guy somehow comes out on top. But then again, you know, like we keep saying, you know, we have these these fans that are so ravenous yeah. when it comes to the animated series. It's it's I see people you know on Facebook groups and their X Men collection is entirely um, it entirely revolves around the the characters from the animated series and and the costumes that they wore and that sort of thing like that's all they want it's as if they've never read an x-men comic in their life and so i guess if age of apocalypse is just so you know highly regarded in the same way Mm. maybe there's a chance he did genuinely win the vote so it 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 doesn't and i haven't pulled out my original one to compare but it doesn't actually feel like a massive upgrade? I I didn't think so until I saw um, someone post on the AFB Facebook page. I think it was Ian, um, you know, a.k.a. Starman, did a side-by-side of the two. And um, it, it is a pretty cool-looking upgrade. And, I mean, this okay. is a great, great-looking figure. Like, honestly, course, yeah. if, you, if you didn't care about the actual, you know, character and history or anything like that, if someone just handed you this as an action figure, you go, damn, that's actually sweet. Like, the yeah. translucent plastic is just, just yeah. fantastic. Yes. Um, that head sculpt is is, is brilliant and it all comes together i mean in in terms of you know action figure playability this guy's got to be number one on the wave like if you handed this to a kid you know they'd be pretty um they probably think it's a ben 10 character but um yeah he's a he's a great looking figure that i've actually been uh posting him with my hasbro ghostbuster figures that came in at the same (laughs) time because he uh sort of works as a good uh ghost yeah 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 some really nice sculpted effects, both on the hands, arms, and then around the head and neck. Very nicely done. The the and I love the translucent as well. It, from the point of view of the designs from this series, 
it's certainly one of the more memorable and visually stunning ones. So mm. obviously, if we hadn't had a figure previously, it would be a no-brainer. But that was the one that I was like, oh, really? Um, yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, it, it is. It's cool. That's cool. I, and I think the you know the black tempos over the translucent body have been applied really well on mine. I'm looking hard to sort of find where it's misaligned or um, you know even smudged or anything like that. And in, in terms of trying to sort of crank these out on a production line, I imagine this wouldn't be a quick and easy figure to do. So for for Hasbro to sort of take that risk um, and put out something that's just left of center like this. Um, you know, he's, he's just a, a gorgeous figure to look at, and it's not one that I did, thought I needed. But, you know, I think this might be the first time I've ever said it, but I'm really kind of happy to, to upgrade the original to um, to this guy. Oh, well, there you it go. It does um, make me hopeful for what they may do uh, if they get around to upgrading Holocaust, because he's going to be very much that similar design of clear mm. yellow, but with... Uh, kind of colouring and etching and possibly stuff going on underneath the clear yellow, like it's, yeah, it's uh, yeah. definitely got me thinking. Well, I mean, he does get transformed from Nemesis into Holocaust, so, you know, it would be a great opportunity to sort of really ramp it up and create that sort of massive, you know, version um, that, that we did get. So, But I actually think, you know, this figure works really well. I love how the flames of his head go from sort of orange through to, well, another orange uh, but you can definitely <laughs> see the the different shades as they um you know they go from one color to another i'm trying to work out whether um it's a have we seen this head before like is this just a is the white mask just kind of over the top or is it deliberately sculpted uh, i think it's sculpted i don't I yeah i've uh, seen this before yeah. unless it's the head from the original one um, and so those forearms, the forearms and hands probably come from Johnny Storm. I yeah, that's so. the the recent uh, Johnny Storm. Yeah, figure. I'm but, surprised um, they didn't use the Johnny Storm sort of shoulder attachment for the flame. Mm. It's a brand new flame sculpting they've done around with the collar, so that that's good at least. If you're going to pose him next to a Johnny Storm, uh, the flames are going to look different. Yeah. Oh, no, good looking figure. Wearing the same flames as someone else. Yeah, that's right. That's so, so last week. It's just so embarrassing. Uh, very good. Well, we've uh, gone down to the bottom of the alphabet fairly quickly for these last few. Uh, this Wolverine version is called Weapon X in the Age of Apocalypse terminology. Uh, the, I mean, yay, another Wolverine. And the – I don't know. I, I think one reason why the other figure was – a bit of a dog's breakfast is I think the design is <laughs> like, it's just a weird looking thingo. So I know he's an upgrade yeah. to the, the previous, but yeah. It was one of those figures where those dreadful ball jointed hips, the dreadful ball sort of jointed shoulders were, were really mm-hmm. obvious yep. on that figure. Like it, they really stand out um, quite poorly and he's got his bow legs and, um, yeah, I think he just suffered from all the tropes um, of the designs at the time and, you know, throw in that sort of weird head sculpt and um, wobbly claws and, and, yeah, it was just yeah. nothing. Nothing worked. <laughs> mm. um, but, yeah, so this is one you, you were mentioning about how you were happy to upgrade. Uh, this is one I was happy to upgrade because, yeah, I don't know what it was. Um, 
uh, some on some level it's irrational uh my dislike of uh that age of apocalypse uh oh. toy biz figure i think part of it came from um i was still a uni student at the time that wave came out and uh having to buy a whole walmart exclusive wave in australia in around 2007 and getting uh you know two of those guys that were both cruddy figures um, i was uh not not as happy uh to spend that money um as i am now yeah uh, so <laughs> it might it be was a, a pretty fun. shitty wave in general i think yeah like it just didn't work i think that the thing i like the most about this figure is um the 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 giant kind of um, head of hair that that Logan has here um, really kind of accentuates the size of his body, and it made me sort of realise that um, you know he is actually quite short. And I had him on my shelf next to some other figures, and I thought, wow, they've actually got his height right. Like um, you know, one of the things in comics that peeves me to no end is when you see two characters talking to each other and you go hang on isn't there eight inches height difference between them how come they're almost looking at each other in the eye because the artist is too lazy to sort of pay attention to that detail but this guy is genuinely short and when you put him next to sort of guys like iron fist you can tell that he's only you know five foot three so um hmm. so yeah i'm really quite impressed with that i i do love the big just vomp of uh hair because this was around that time and it wasn't even so much the comics as much as uh the marvel trading cards if you remember how big those were uh in the 90s a lot of the art on those his hair was just getting to ridiculous <laughs> point lengths and uh for the redesign for age of apocalypse obviously they definitely went with uh that just like almost triangle quaffed Mm. Uh, even on all sides just don't know where the mutton chops end and that's um, right is side hair comes out too so um i do like that they they did embrace it for a uh, uh helps him stand out on the shelf as being a unique figure yeah lots of nice detail on this guy the hair on his arms so i think that's one thing that you know in the past they don't make that much of an effort to make wolverine hairy so um, you can see that the nice detail they've added there. <laughs> Imagine somebody with a really, really, really fine sort of Gundam pen sitting there trying to add um, the hair to his arms. But I think that head sculpt, you know, getting away from the hair, the face is fantastic too. Like mine in particular, the teeth are done very, very well. You can see the gums and they've managed to, to apply that without getting it everywhere. But even just that light sort of, you know, dry brushing or whatever it is of the stubble, on his chin is actually really quite good mm. too. So, so really nice detail and and you know, boo to them giving the uh, giving the secret away of his left hand. I mean, geez, yeah, but <laughs> one one of the worst surprise reveals. In all yeah. Comics. Oh wow. The way that's, the way, the way that uh, that reveal gets talked about, where it's like, and it turns out Wolverine had claws in his hands the whole time. <laughs> and it's like, you mean? The guy who's always had claws in his hand and has a uh, incredible healing factor uh, <laughs> thrown in the head to boot it. So. Yeah. Yes, that's interesting because he does. He comes with the uh, claws in version packaged in as well, and um, I, I did think that it was interesting that he was packaged with the claws out version on. It's mm, mm. a, a nice little figure. Yeah, I, I find that the. There's 
not a Wolverine that comes out these days where one of mine on one side has got hasn't got crooked claws or like one yeah. askew claw. It just drives me nuts. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's weirdly almost worse than the wobbly claws used to get back in the day because then you're just <laughs> yeah. like, okay, that's just what are we going to do? This is just technology where we're at now with action figures. Yeah. <laughs> no impossible way of doing this. Whereas now it's yeah. like, okay, they they figured out, okay, use hard plastic. But now I have like five perfectly fine claws and one that's just like uh, uh, leaning to the left a little bit more than his brothers. And is just the odd one. Okay. So definitely an improvement on the previous and uh, good for what it is, I think is what we're, what we're saying. Wild child. Now the, the head here is obviously custom. Are these new, new feet? Oh, I'd say the feet probably came from the jackal. Oh, okay. I had to guess. My jackal's not handy. But... I don't know because oh, no. jackal Maybe was the... the much thicker buck. What about um, Puma? Oh, the feet. The feet yeah. probably came from Puma. Maybe Puma? Mm. Puma or jackal? Check. I, I wouldn't necessarily be surprised, though, if they were um, brand new. I, I feel like the other ones we're talking about they had wider feet. Yeah. Um, the, the, it feels thin to be Puma feet. Uh, the I just thought that would be interesting. The, the, look, I mean, there's not a lot else happening here, right? Like the, the he's got a, a a plain you know body bodysuit standard buck. Um, so they could have put some tooling into some mm. of the budget for this figure into some some feet, but you think they wouldn't make them unless they were going to reuse them? Yeah, um, and. Uh, the the head sculpt's good. Yeah, I do. I do quite yeah. like the, uh, the head yeah. sculpt. Oh, I think it's outstanding. I, I think they're really getting the hang of this. This some um, seems to be quite common or quite the norm now, where the head and the the hair are two different pieces, and they basically um you know attach um attach it during the assembly process. So uh, I don't think we've seen too much kind of reuse. You know, I don't know why they're doing it unless it's just part of the um, the manufacturing process in order to you know achieve this. They have to do it in two parts, but you can definitely see the seam where it joins. But I think the head sculpt is great. Yeah, particularly I really like uh, the paint applications around his eyes. It's hidden in there in the shadows of his sort of bangs there, but uh, there's, there's almost these like sickly color around uh, the eyes, which. I know to me, Wild Child's always kind of been sort of weirdly disgusting in a way in a lot of the books that I've uh, read him in. There's always been something sort of, uh, he, he kind of reminds me of like a Muppet Teddy that's been left out in the backyard. Um, <laughs> and oh, he's been bless. there for weeks and kind of, you know, it's like, oh, it's, I, I feel bad for it. It's a nice Muppet, but at the same time, you know, it's grotty and mangy and, you know, you don't want to bring it in the house, even though you feel bad for it. And that's, that's kind of what I imagine Wild Child would be like in real life. He also comes with a, a very groovy chain. 
Yeah, so is there a way I've sort of got it? I popped his head off and slid like one of the holes uh, yeah, through an same. arm and the other around the head, but I don't know if there's a specific way you're meant to do it or if it's just kind of light. Like no. I've got it around his left shoulder, uh, the first loop, um, and then the second loop before the long part of the chain is the one around his neck. I think you, as long as you end up with the long part sticking out so Sabretooth can hold it, you're, you're pretty much okay. Hmm. Very good. Very fun. Uh, but if you didn't want to do that, this is quite a fun, long, bendy uh, chain to give to someone else. Very cool. I still can't. This, this is a new buck, isn't it? I can't. I can't. No, this, this is the Spider-Man one, isn't it? Pitch no, it's very thin. I mean, those legs are awfully long. The double-jointed uh, knees and elbows. Like his lower legs are extremely long when you get him out of the sort of bent-over kind of thing. I, I can't picture those shins belonging to anyone in particular. It'd have to compare them, but yeah. I don't think this is the Spider-Man buck. I don't think it that... Mm. Yeah, because now that you mention it, even just looking at his pecs, they do seem... Uh, Bit tighter, 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 yeah. So maybe, maybe they actually did go like, all right, he's going to be a bit of a bland character, but uh, maybe we get a bit of a new buck uh, out of him, some new pieces, and we've barely noticed, and all that work was done. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, I think this is the sort of thing where they have to start looking into this because, so for example, I think this buck would be perfect to do someone like, you know, the Spider-Man villain Carrion, who's oh, that, that sort of tall, thin, ghoul kind of um, thing would work very, very well. Um, so, I mean, you know, Hasbro are pretty clever in this department mm. in terms of, um, you know, they don't just do something once off without uh, already having ideas for where it could be used later on. Um and they certainly saved on paint apps on this guy, that's for sure. It sure yeah. did. <laughs> but but I think it works. Like, he's, he's got yeah. that really kind of lanky, scrawny feel, and it works really well against, you know, that bigger and, and thicker um, saber tooth. And it, it's odd that they're not packaged in the same wave together, but it's obviously a good opportunity to um, to upgrade that saber tooth in that wave that we'll get you know, with Magneto, um, you know, and Cyclops, etc. So... Yeah, I, I I can't wait for the. Uh, does anyone have a wild child for sale? Yes, that'll, that'll that's be right. <laughs> once, they... once they realize. Yeah, once oh. once he's ended his clearance at Zing, that's uh, when they'll announce Sabretooth and. <laughs> but Gene will still be available. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, right next to the ceremony, Luke Skywalker. <laughs> Actually, how much? How much of this might be the um, ghost from the Thunderbolt set? No, no, so it's not. It's not the one they used for the the new no, Jack O' Lantern, etc. Yeah, that that's the old uh, Bucky Buck. Not the not this gets confusing. It's not the Captain America Bucky Buck. That was the like Dark Ages era Hasbro, the horrible Golden Age Bucky Buck. Like that's uh, that, that, that was a very oh. old style, oh, um, an old, very old, ugly, um, 
Hasbro Buck was used for Ghost and um, uh, Jack O' Lantern. So how strange. Mm. Well, last regular figure then in the uh, wave is X Men. Yeah, MVP of the wave. If we're not counting uh, builder figures for me, this uh, guy. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I think when me and Ben did our top 10 most wanted uh figures for star wars and marvel legends i believe i had x-man um on my list uh he's definitely a character i like as i mentioned i started reading uh x-man comics just after age of apocalypse and uh his book was heavily advertised uh in the books that i was picking up because it had only just sort of well the his book sort of continued on from age of apocalypse but uh, i think it was like issue four uh maybe five sorry um was the okay we're just continuing on he's part of the 616 now and uh they had a great advertising campaign where it's like oh he's a x-man and his greatest ally is the x-men's worst enemy and da, 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 and built like a big mystery that eventually didn't really go uh nowhere but it was um you know, Jeff Loeb, who's a competent writer, writing the book for large parts of it and uh, definitely had, you know, some interesting stuff during like the Onslaught saga and uh, pieces like that, where it was teaming up with Spider-Man and uh, whatnot. There was a, a weird but kind of cool crossover where he fought Abomination from the Hulk. And I always like when there's weird pairings between characters of sort of different worlds. Uh, so I always kind of dug the character in his early forms. Unfortunately, uh, they haven't really done uh, much great with him in the modern um, era. Uh, I, I do sort of miss the kind of more 90s style of him being oh, kind of this. He, he went crazy recently and, and, you know, fragged a bunch of them. If uh, you want to give your local comic book uh, store owner uh, a give him uh, post-traumatic stress syndrome even more than uh, potential lockdowns with coronavirus and whatnot mention the age of x-men <laughs> for those who don't know and uh, i i can't imagine there's a lot of people who do uh marvel actually <laughs> tried to do one of their like a millionth age of apocalypse uh spin there's been the ages of apocalypse and the age of X. And then uh, recently they tried one called the age of X-Men where X-Men came back and basically he was Jesus and they were writing him as a uh, mutant Jesus, but uh, was weirdly kind of a bad guy, which they kind of really had to stretch uh, that metaphor with. And he created a perfect world, but um, no one had thought of this uh, in any sci-fi writing, but what if this perfect world wasn't as perfect as it appeared on the surface and there was shenanigans uh, afoot and then it <laughs> turned out that uh, he was like dying of cancer and uh, that was what made him decide he was going to become Jesus. Uh, it was a horrible, horrible story uh, <laughs> that they did a large amount of uh, spin-off miniseries for and all sorts of things. No, nah, not right, Yeah. Uh, but, uh, right before all of that came out, I think it was, uh, maybe only one book of this massive crossover of, uh, X-Men was about to come out. 
uh, Marvel announced that they were cancelling all the X-Men books and relaunching with a hugely popular writer, uh, Jonathan Hickman, and uh, they're going to completely change the X-Men forever, and this is uh, a huge plan, and da-da-da-da-da. And it just basically told everyone, like, well, you don't need to read this story. It's not going to matter at all in the slightest. Yep. None of these miniseries that you already basically know as comic fans don't really yep. matter. They yep. especially yep. don't matter because even the main story isn't going to matter to any of this. And, uh, yep. yeah, comic book stores, <laughs> uh, which even though they many are smart and know these kind of tricks and didn't necessarily order heavy on uh, still got left with uh, a lot of Age of X-Men comics uh, that uh, just really no one... Re- it's going to be one of those weird curiosity points uh, in it. So, yeah, I, I as an X-Men fan, was not uh, happy. Nah, uh, it was with, rubbish. With uh, what they did uh, there. But uh, luckily, we didn't get a Marvel legend of that X-Men. We got it <laughs> of uh, the 90s uh, Nat Grey uh, which is a bit of a weird costume. I'll admit, I never quite got the uh, pillowing on his knee pads, but uh, it's still uh, very nostalgic for me. I do quite love it. I like the aesthetic and design of that kind of classic X-Men uh, blue and yellow, but kind of mixed in with that 90s jacket look. Uh, always felt like uh, they were taking a little bit from the popularity of Superboy uh, with this design. Uh, who, who wears a jacket that covers a third of their body? Like it defeats the purpose. Superboy, mine is Superboy. I was surprised when they did the. Uh, ma- maybe he was sort of slightly too new in the planning side, but uh, I was surprised they didn't do Superboy versus X Man um, in the Marvel vs X Men yeah. comics uh, back in the day, but. Uh, yeah, was um, very happy to get in that. My only thing that I'll critique is I like the blast effect eye, but I wish he had an alternate swap head so you could display him without uh, his kinetic uh, mm. effect. It, it's it's a fine piece to have in there, but yeah. it would be better if you had the alternate. I agree. It is something that, like, if particularly if you're a real fan of the character, you know, you yep that that is uh a iconic way to represent him but having no option but to have it is a bit annoying oh i think i think this is a terrible figure personally <laughs> it just looks like shit um this to me looks like it's been assembled out of bits and pieces and they went like oh we're kind of in the vicinity you know it'll do um yeah. what so much of this, you look at his gigantic shoulders, which don't work uh, properly. He, uh, it, it just, it's not working for me. His arms are too long, and that buck from the waist down is just absolutely terrible. I can't believe they still use it. I mean, look at his feet. Look at his feet from side on. Um, you just know that if he was at the X Mansion, you know, there'd be uh, the others would be like, you know what they say about a man with small feet. I mean, he has tiny feet. He has like little size six, size five, size six, six feet. But the angle rockers don't work either. So you've got these like feet that are kind of off center. They don't sit properly. It's almost as if, um, yeah, the ankle rockers are, are out. Um, I don't know. I do want to see that 90s X Men ad where it's, he's the most powerful mutant in the world. 
but he's got tiny feet, and you know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think it could be also crap because uh, I think mine potentially has, um, I don't know, I was going to say mine's got two um, two shins the same, but they're just shit. Uh, I, I thought for you it was going to be the the yellow paint on the blue. Well, I mean that's that just sucks in general, particularly on his jacket where they've just painted the yellows straight over the over the blue, and it hasn't quite worked on the cuffs um, of his sleeves. It's it's almost like a completely different yellow. Um, I've even got some. I don't know whether some of the yellow is chipped off here, and I've got white underneath. I mean the head sculpt looks great, and he's got a sour attitude, but the yellow around his neck. Over the top of the blue, you can still see the blue underneath. And then, of course, the belt is cast in yellow, so that contrasts completely as well. Like, it's just a mishmash that hasn't hasn't worked for me. Um, I don't have any great love for the character either. So, um, yeah, I just think this is the one of the weakest figures in the wave. Huh. Look, I mean, I, I uh, like the character, and I think that the – the, uh, Head to waist is is passable. I'm not kind of seeing the shoulders as as bad. The but the the, the I agree with you completely that that uh, bottom half of this buck should be burned and never used again. Yes, the, you know that's got the teeny tiny crotch piece, the teeny tiny feet, um, and we've seen it. A billion times, and it it really needs to go away. I don't understand yep. why they have, but like, particularly the, the just from a posing perspective, that that the feet cause problems because they're you know they're not big enough, they don't provide enough base, and as you said, they don't work with the ankle rockers, um, and we've seen too many of these. Um, I do think that his <laughs> funky knee pads. Are like you know, kind of are hilarious. They look like giant sunflowers. <laughs> I know that's his costume, right? But like, I just it's just yeah. So I I didn't think it was as bad a figure. Um, I think the head sculpt is good, but I do agree about that that lower half buck. Please just burn it, give it away. <laughs> it's had its day. Uh. So what's your figure of the wave then, Ben? Mm, I'm going with Dark Beast. Eddie? Uh, X-Men. Scotty? <laughs> uh, honestly, I'm going to say Wild Child because um, I, I'm a big Alpha Flight fan, and I know like this is a slightly different iteration, but it works for that. It expands that. Uh, universe, and I actually think that what they've done, both with the, uh, you know, as Ben mentioned, the hair is a separate piece, giving just us more options for it. that. Looks like the great job on the, the face sculpt and the the hands and feet, plus the groovy chain. Um, so he's probably my favorite. Hmm. I would choose Drake Beast if he wasn't mostly reused, right? Because I do think he's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, but I think we have we'll all agree that we've saved the best till last, and uh, of course we are talking about our build figure Sugarman. Now, uh, don't don't go out and buy Age of Apocalypse expecting a Sugarman story. 
<laughs> is this experience of you? No, no. Imagine? I'm just saying that, like, I'm just as as a warning to people that might think, "Oh, this is such a cool figure. Maybe I'll check this out." He's not really in it. Um, no, the, like, <laughs> it doesn't get a lot of airtime. No. Uh, in, in fact, probably go get that '90s X Men series. He's probably got more development there. Same with Dark okay. Beast. Then, uh, yeah, he's one of those characters that has just shown up subsequently everywhere. And you'd have to be a, a sort of an X Men um, universe completist to sort of read all of his appearances because he's just shown up here, there, and everywhere. He's been in the New Mutants and things like that. So. Mm. Well, yeah, he's kind of that character that it's like uh, someone who's writing uh, like New Excalibur. We'd be like, oh, can I use Magneto? And they're like, oh, no, uh, Jonathan Hickman's <laughs> using him. Oh, well, can I use a pocket? Oh, no, Jason Aaron's oh. doing something with him over in uh, Avengers. Oh, okay, well, maybe can I use Sauron? It's like, oh, no, sorry, he's uh, turning up. Uh, over in the uh, Kazar series there. They're about to, like, oh, well, who can I who use? Can I use? Like, well, you've got uh, Sugar Man, Dr. Bong uh, here. Uh, and uh, let's have a look at Onslaught. Uh, maybe we can okay. do that, but it would have to be the Rob Liefeld uh, yeah. version. Mm. That can. Okay, are you Sugar Man? Check him out. Yeah. God, this is an enormous figure. I love it. There's just the, yeah. the just the bulk and the weight to it is amazing. It's it's one of those toys that it's like okay, well, where, whatever he co- he comes from or where he is, this is just such a cool toy. Yeah, um, yeah. And and I think particularly as you said before, Ben, like you know, getting back to the builder figure being an event, you know, be, being something that couldn't be just a regular figure. Yeah. Uh, but uh, and some things that. You know, we don't normally get to see like extra extra arms, etc. Uh, yep. I think that the construction of this is actually quite interesting. Mm. That the and, and as we said, when you look at the Jean Grey packaging, she barely fits in it because she's got two of the pieces of his face. Because there is essentially an internal um, piece to this that we don't you don't really see. That's more about how the front and back of his uh, head, body, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah and yeah. Uh, and honestly, if you were born like this, you you would end up a, a baddie, wouldn't you? Like, you, <laughs> you, you just school would be so hard. Um, yeah, I don't think they've ever revealed whether this is actually his mutation or whether he's kind of expanded his mutation. Because he's a, you know, he's, he's a Mr. Sinister type in that he experiments and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So whether he's experimented yeah. on himself and he's mutated just- himself... He's just not that good at it. He's sort of a yeah. <laughs> Damn it! Yeah, he, he tries hard. Sinister, you know, he's there. I was like, I'll give myself sort of that that cool white skin vampire look. And Sugar Man's like, I'm going to make myself strong, but kind of overdoes it in like, oh, I got the the back muscles right, but yeah, uh, <laughs> I didn't quite get make these. Well, yeah, I forgot to carry the three over, and now yeah, didn't. Can, can I say, the thing that just puts this figure absolutely over top, for, over the top for me is the back left arm with the single finger pointing up. Because when you put that, like, you know, up in the air with his, uh, you know, yobbo looking, whatever, you, you could, he could just be at a concert, right? <laughs> just like, yeah! 
Lazy Dizzy, whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not yeah. a, not only that. It's just that every concert he goes to, he gets a he gets a badge <laughs> or a pin, and he puts them on his suspenders because <laughs> you know he's got it on his right hand side. There, he's got a couple of badges for various things, which I think is pretty cool. <laughs> But there's so much detail in this piece. Like it's oh. obviously there's the engineering, which in itself is a, is an amazing feat. That, you know, that's a great accomplishment that they've got. Um, that, that they built this awkward torso to support four fully articulated arms. But then the more you look at it, the more there's just all these great things. Like you know, he's obviously grotesque, but they've gone out of their way to sculpt the little moles all over his face and on his arms. And you know, he's he's got the um, you know that that the, the vascular muscles and and then you just you move on to the the leather belt and there's stitching and stuff like like there's just so many great details. I, I really like how it looks like he couldn't find a shirt that fit him, so he's just kind of sewn two <laughs> shirts together. Mm, mm. Yeah, he doesn't know what's going on. But that would be so hard. Like you know, you you'd have to go to a, a tailor who was prepared to deal with four arms. He's got two, <laughs> he's got two yeah. sets of shoulders. Yeah, that's right. Like, I think he's just quit. He's just got this bizarre tank tank top wife beater on. I don't know the story of the hammer. Like I, I've I've read a few. Like he was he's been in recent um, X Men comics, and I think Bishop actually kills him to be honest. But um, I don't know why he has the hammer. Uh, to be honest, I don't either. Other than you know, it's just a design thing that an artist threw in. I I don't think he's ever had a story where it's a Asgardian hammer or anything like that that he's mm. collected or picked up. I oh, think it is man down. kind of potentially uh, just... Sugar Man down? <laughs> yeah, he just okay. fell over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's rather uh, top-heavy, that's for sure, on those little stumpy legs. Like, but his feet yeah. are big enough that you can actually get a pretty good... Yeah. Like, you know, he, he doesn't feel like he's going to fall over. Yeah. I had a lot of trouble getting the legs on for mine. I had oh, to resort to the hot, hot water to soften them up. I had a bit of concern where, because he's kind of got the single joint um, knees. They didn't go with the double joints on this guy for um, structural reasons, I imagine. Um, But mine were really stuck and they're in odd positions. And I was like, oh, don't tell me this is either going to break or I'm going to have him stuck in this like weird standing position for ever. And luckily, a bit of warm water and that I got him loose. But yeah, I was a little worried there for a tick. Yeah, I, I don't have any complaints with this figure. Oh, I, I just no. love it. I love it. It's just I do also yeah. really like to the uh, hands are removable and swappable, so oh. you can change uh, which is the oh, open hand, which is the grip hand, and the finger hand. Wow! And the fist hand over, and so that's uh, adds some. There you go. That what is damn. clever. What damn. Yeah, uh, I've had with the last few builder figures, I have had great difficulty with legs. I don't know what the. In, in fact, my um, demogoblin is still not together because I just was like, "Oh, blow it, gave up." <laughs> um, so, <laughs> and my super scroll took forever to. So I don't know if there's something happening there, or I'm just a weakling. That's possible. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get a good builder figure built unless you've got indent impressions in your fingers. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and you know, some of them recently have had some really sharp edges. 
you know, like even his hair, like if you push down on his hair, you know, you can't exactly yeah. push down on the top of that head too too hard. So, yeah, that's a little sharp bits on this dude. Obviously, we are really reaping the benefits of just the success of the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe in in terms of being able to get uh, toys like this, but also to get a, a build figure with that level of tooling, you know, etc. And this is where I, I just really feel like Hasbro brings the the fanboy love. You know, that it is he's he's a weird character who makes a hell of a build figure. And the uh, uh, hats off to them for it. It is it is yeah. brilliant. It's just brilliant. Yeah. And I think it's a pretty brave move because the, the the pissing and moaning that went on online because people either wanted a new nemesis or a um you know or an apocalypse, apocalypse. or something. Yeah, that that was the big one where people are like, I can't believe they're not giving us an apocalypse. But you know, if it's people like, genuinely think we're not going to get another yeah. wave, like you, you, we've already said between you know Magneto, Cyclops, Rogue, Gambit, um, you know, there's you know maybe Legion, who knows. So there's plenty of characters left to do another wave. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, so speaking of that, that was going to be my question is, you know, I know I know there is an apocalypse apocalypse coming. Why can't I say that word tonight? Far out. Apocalypse, apocalypse. Wait, if I say it too many times, it'll probably happen right now. The uh, We know that there's an apocalypse coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't say it yet. That's just 2020, Scott. Uh, I know. It's right. Have we seen? Have we seen any other uh, Age of Apocalypse figures? No, um, not yet. uh, That's uh, been revealed. I, um, but uh, yeah, I would say it's a fairly safe bet. Even if we don't get another Age of Apocalypse wave soon, like surely. Uh, in that they're, they're running out of Deadpool's. That uh, I'd be shocked if we didn't oh, get come, Deadman wave. Oh, come, come, um, now. come now, yeah, yeah. There, there's still Chef Deadpool, and um, <laughs> yes. that's right. I mean, there's still there's plenty of characters. They could fill out another wave easily. Between, I mean, you know, the, there was Rogue, Storm, Gambit, um, Mister Sinister had a different outfit on. There was Colossus with his weird pirate you know, headband, scarf things. So, sure. I yeah. actually, th- this is going to be very um, selfish and I'm the only person who would probably want this, but uh, I actually preferred the designs that popped up with uh, Ages of Apocalypse, uh, which uh, was not uh, as well read as Age of Apocalypse, um, but had like a weird alternate timeline of the Marvel universe but uh it, it expanded this whole time so they had the very first x-men but instead of having cyclops on the team um because part of it was cyclops had gotten removed from x-men history or something uh they had I gambit when that happens yeah so they, they had <laughs> Such uh, a pain. gambit on the team but he was wearing like that original x-men outfit uh and that was kind of a cool design that they did there so he'd be an easy reuse they had, uh, which would make a great box set, uh, the new Fantastic Four were still together. So it was Wolverine, Hulk, Spider-Man, Ghost Rider, but they had actual proper 
um, Fantastic Four blue outfits with the four on, uh, and that like that would be cool to get. And once again, would be simple reuse mm. to do. There was a great sort of uh, cable had become kind of Lawrence of Arabia in the desert, and there was kind of some cool design work going on there. And uh, that would also be oh, I'm blanking on his name, Exodus. Uh, you know, he, he oh, was yeah, part yeah. of that story. It'd be good to get him as well as um, uh, even they, there were a couple of other uh, horsemen of the apocalypse. Like that's where that uh, Hulk um, apocalypse comes mm. from, I think. Mm. Yeah. Death, Wolverine, Archangel, all, all that sort of one. So um, I, I wouldn't mind them branching out into some of the other Age of Apocalypse spin-off um, pieces for options as well. Huh. Very good. Well, I think we have thoroughly broken down this wave. I think that we have overall uh, enjoyed it. We don't dolly rate breakdowns, but uh, overall enjoyment high. Um, Your mileage may vary on particular figures. Uh, This has certainly gotten a good distribution here in Australia. Um, which yeah, is, for yeah, change, which is yeah. exciting for a, a non-movie, non-Avengers wave uh, as well. So if you are in Aussie, you probably can pop out somewhere and find some of these. But can I? I I'm, I'm going to do a, a, a shout out if it's okay, Scotty, because sure. um, particularly at this time uh, here in the world, uh, things are not necessarily uh, great, um, particularly for uh, small business. So. Uh, with these guys getting good distribution, uh, if you can, if you do have the option, uh, chances are if you're a big Marvel Legends fan, you might have tracked these down already. But uh, particularly going forward with your toys, uh, sometimes it can cost a little bit more. But uh, check in on your local specialty store or local retailer uh, before you check Amazon or Zing or one of the big ones. See how they're doing. See if uh, they've got it uh, there. Um, if you're in a hotspot, um, a lot of stores are also doing shipping in that where they might not have offered it in the past. So uh, get on, check it through, because it, it might be $5 more for you, but uh, it could mean the world uh, to your local community. So uh, get, do do a bit of a, a check around and see where your, your dollar will be best spent. Hmm. Very good point and very good way to end this segment. Uh, thus ends the breakdown. We will take a short break and we will come back to wrap up the show. Well, that was uh, a mammoth show of review of lots of good things. Um, no no stink-eye, stinky-poo reviews like Ben's Death Dealer bus, bust, bust up few. That's, <laughs> we're, still, we're still sad about that. Um, we do have a, a, an email I want to read out, um, and it, this is from... Jokob, J-O-K-O-B, from Vancouver, uh, British Columbia in Canada. And he says, hey, guys, I just wanted to drop a line to say how much I'm enjoying the AFB podcast after discovering it at the start of all of this COVID stuff. With a bit more time on my hands, I've gone back and listened to some of the older episodes as well. I wonder if he did it before Eddie was. Mm. Um, 
that as well as the newer ones, and I love the show and the hosts. One thing I noticed about the older shows was that you used to do a news segment, and this would be something I think would be good to bring back, as that was quite cool. Anyway, I wanted to say thanks for your great show, which has been a real encouragement to me during this challenging time. Thank you for making such positive and encouraging content, and please keep up the great work. Aww. Aww. Thank, Thank you very much. much. Can yeah. can I, I, I can I address the news yes. segment? Yes. I, I, I'm gonna be um honest here in that I was probably one of the guys that was most like, uh, maybe we just do away with the news segment because we were there, there was a point it, it felt like work. It it didn't yeah. feel like we were um kind of taking it and enjoying ourselves. But I, I will say um, of recent, I have actually started missing it myself. Mm. And I actually, depending on this is sort of live conversation here, um, wouldn't mind bringing it back. But I think if we do, it would need to be uh, like how we talked about the giant sentinel at the beginning of this episode. Like this is the news that interested us um, not, yeah. and discuss not uh, like I still everything I coming it, out. Yeah. I think it was my very first episode. We talked about a sideshow statue for like 10 minutes or so. A video game <laughs> and, called Evolve and. <laughs> that was a video game that ended up coming out and bombing and was never heard from again. I don't know if that statue even made it out and crossed through and no one sort of knew what it was or what it was through. And I, I think that's the stuff that if we bring it back, it's us talking about kind of um, the things that we want to talk about. Yeah, I, I think too, like, you know, we have – uh, moved away from a rigid weekly format uh, into, you know, we're, we're doing probably about two a month at the moment. And um, there's a little bit of turnaround time between recording and uploading. And so I think it, it does need to be those bigger things that are going to matter when somebody goes back and listens to it and not the stuff that you said that's just like, oh, here's some other stuff that's coming out. So I, I agree. I think that is really good feedback, Jacob. And I know that you're not the only also. Um, it is something that I think. Because yeah. I, I don't think without the way we release, we'll never be breaking news or the forefront of it. But um, it's it's fun if we have thoughts and opinions on news that has come out. I, I yeah. think that's, I think that's where we sort of underestimated ourselves is that um, people liked hearing our take on things, not necessarily the news yes. um, as it was just presented. So yeah, I, I think that's fantastic um, feedback. Thank you, Jacob. Yeah. And it's obviously great to hear that uh, people find it encouraging. Um, I know that there are podcasts that like I, my listening habits have changed a bit during this just because like I have veered towards the more positive, encouraging, lighter stuff because I just feel like there's enough enough kind of crap happening. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, some of the other like true crime stuff, which I normally listen to and things I've, I haven't found quite as easy going because I'm just like, oh, I can't do it. <laughs> so that's – if you would like to hear uh, – tell us what you think, then you can email us at podcast at actionblues.com. No. Yes, dot com. Hello. And <clears throat> I'm new. Sorry, we've only been doing this for 372 episodes, so we're <laughs> still getting the, the, the kinks out. And also, uh, you could tweet at us at AF Blues, And, of course, we're on Facebook um, and Instagram, but not Snapchat because we're not cool enough. Uh, and not TikTok either because no one wants to hear us sing. Um, the <clears throat> uh-huh. No. no. Well, you might want to hear Eddie and I sing. but you don't oh, I don't want to give my details yet. to the Chinese government. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah, exactly. The <clears throat> and you might just hear it read out, or uh, we might we will definitely reply, um, even if we don't get to read it out on air. Thank you for that, and gentlemen, thank you for a great evening of discussing toys. It is always a pleasure. Huzzah! Yes. Yeah, thank you. Sorry, we're doing something really different for us, which I probably will have happened by the time this comes out. Um, but next weekend, uh, the when we're recording this next weekend, the 19th of July, we're actually going to do a little live stream so that we can all see Eddie's bedroom. Yeah. That's the reason we're not allowed on Snapchat, by the way. <laughs> Yeah. Hello there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we'll see how that goes. Excellent. But not a, not as a podcast replay. But one way to get uh, the info and all that stuff is to find the action on Facebook. Growing great people who share about their toy stuff. And we'd love to see you there. And otherwise, we'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Good journey. Uh, have your pet spader neutered. <laughs> Good night, nerds. Why did I pause for Good night and nerd? Doing a Shatner. Oh, thank you. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. Our theme music is by Robert Crandall. Our ad music is by Scott Holmes. The AFB logo is created by Nath Stones. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please check out our sponsors like Mox Comics and Stuff, Loot Crate, Audible, and Gamefly. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at actionfigureblues, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. Nice. Okay, well, Bant and Ju, how are you, and what have you got? And then we'll and then we'll talk about the Sentinel. Do, yeah? Does anyone have any big news? I'm pregnant. <laughs> I thought that'd be a segue into talking about the Sentinel, but if that's where you want to go, that's. <laughs>